Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. Hello everybody, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the double biceps in the contract. It has to be done, 200% more bicep every episode. Uh, <laughs> one of the hosts of the Daily Combat Podcast, my co-host today as always, is the man himself, winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award, 47 years consecutive uh, years in a row. There were, uh, there were it, a few years in the early 90s where oh, I uh, yeah, came runner-up. Uh, was it to yeah. Vince uh, Lombardi? Vince Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> he beat me in that as well. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. done it for years. I was going for hair salon of the year, right. and he take he took the Dave Stockbridge award <laughs> just just to anyway. <laughs> to mix it up. That's yeah. right. So it is Dave Stockbridge, and our <laughs> special guest today is uh, an MMA fighter, fresh off a win at the Diamondback Fighting Ship, uh, Diamondback Fighting Championship number mm. twelve. It is. Talia, the great white greats. So, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, that's great. So, yes, uh, a big win that you had in the Diamondback Fighting Championship there. Um, obviously, you're coming from uh, a Muay Thai striking background, yep. but uh, the, the girl that you fought, um, Samara, uh, she's a bit more of a well-rounded kind of fighter, yep. um, and you could see that you must have been working a lot of grappling for sure. in that exchange yep. because, yeah, as the fight sort of went on... Uh, you know, you could see that you were winning the the striking element, and you could see uh, Samara like, "Oh, I need to change this up. I'm going to take it to the ground." Yep. <laughs> and she did manage to get you down with a judo a throw. Very impressive judo throw. Yeah. I was, that that worried me. Yeah. But. Oh, but the the key element of that, you you got an underhook with your leg as yep. she as she threw the the judo throw in and got the back got yep. back up so that is a, a a very technical move that you would have uh, added to your gameplay there yeah. yeah it was good that it happened the way it did because i think i had drilled that exact sort of um oh. stand up technique yeah. for the whole fight camp over wow. and over and over that was the one that we did yeah yep. so you were in anticipation of her perhaps doing that for at sure. some stage for yeah sure. i knew that she would be uh cautious of my striking and want to take me down mm -hmm. so I just worked mainly on sharpening my tools as far as striking but also um, cage wrestling so being able to get back up stay off the the cage which in the commentary said it was going to be my second opponent would be the cage wall yeah, yeah. so avoided that at all costs sort of kept the center and yeah mm, that's right do you spend a lot of time uh, planning for what your opponent might do to you in those camps is it really as you're about to enter your next camp, um, are these some of the things that you're keeping in mind? Yeah, you? yeah, for sure. Uh, I, not so much, I let my coaches sort of do the research and plan out where I should be working and yeah. where the holes are. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely keep it in mind and um, yeah, focus a lot on what the strengths and weaknesses are of my opponent and myself. Yeah. Mm. So. And fighting um, from the Barossa, you're still up there, or you're fighting with Element, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Element Barossa. Awesome. Shout um, out to Element. Yeah. Definitely. And, and it, your, your dad is the, uh, the veteran of the Muay Thai world. Uh, yeah. And, and did he get you into uh, the sport? So, yeah. So, when I was, I think I was 13, when I started, I 
I'd been around uh, gyms my whole life, like Muay Thai gyms my whole life. I remember Dad going down, uh, sparring in the city for his fights, mm. and I'd be there. He'd be babysitting me, <laughs> and I'd, I'd be in the corner, you know, watching all the fighters. Uh, we had a gym at our house for many years, so Barossa Muay Thai that he ran, mm. and I was always around that as well, and I begged and begged and begged, I want to be a fighter, I want to fight, I want to train, I want to train. So eventually he gave in and let me start training and I never looked back since. All right. <laughs> and so did dad kind of keep it away from you a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Mum and dad both, they sort of wanted me uh, to do recreational sports where I could make friends and, you know, be with people my Looking own age. Beating up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> make friends know, and normal, beat them up. Normal kid stuff, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so they tried to get me into, like, gymnastics and I really enjoyed that when I was young, uh, dance, uh, all sort of places where I could meet people my own age. Mm. You know, uh, not twenty-year-old fighters and <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. Being a thirteen-year-old, <laughs> yeah. 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 But you had that hunk. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you had that. Like, I want to get in there. I'm. I, this is the thing. I want to do it. Dad, yeah. let me in. I wanted. I'm put, let me put the gloves on. Yeah, like. for sure. I, I wanted to impress my dad, and I wanted to like be a fighter because yeah. it's just like what I idolise. So yeah, I like, I like the way that Dad said, "Look, no fighting for you, but gymnastics, <laughs> yes, and maybe some dance." And yes. then you come back, and you've got all of this movement and coordination yeah. and strength. I am so <laughs> thankful. Like, yes, it's good to start. Like, I would have liked to start martial arts as early as possible and get into it and have so many years of experience. But I am so thankful for having a background in gymnastics and dance. Yeah, right. Because the flexibility, the coordination, and the footwork mm. is just. Already there, yeah. yeah. Just, just that natural intrinsic balance that you get from dance mm-hmm. that you, you 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 mightn't otherwise have if you're a bit of a flat-footed fighter or, or sure. even just a stand-up fighter, for instance. Yeah, mm. footwork in martial arts is not something that comes natural to many people. So, right. yeah, absolutely. The, um, you see, uh, uh, Lemonchenko, Vasily Lemonchenko, the the boxer, mm-hmm. and he was. Uh, when he was coming out, I don't know, I don't know if this is true. I haven't actually researched it, but if some, I heard this that he wanted to get into boxing, and his parents said, "No, you can't do boxing." But or if you do want to do boxing, you've got to go and do this traditional dance um, mm. thing, like I don't know, sport, but you know, whatever it is, this, this <laughs> Russian dancing stuff, Russian dance sport, yeah, yeah. Uh, for exactly for a couple of years, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he, he so he did that, and that that's where he sort of got his really good footwork and you see his movement in the ring mm. uh, and a lot of it is you know sort of dodging around the opponent with his feet and they're just you know leaving him to the dead and yeah yeah well even our guest from a few weeks ago daniel white who was uh, um training with a kung fu master who had um who developed a kung fu style out of um was it Latin dance? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So the movement yeah. and all of that. And uh, so he developed, uh, using the very, very similar movements, um, a, a whole new kung fu genre. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. so it's amazing how a lot of this... Uh, so you, you found that's really benefited yeah. you now in the ring? Yeah, For just sure. hand-eye coordination. It really is. It's, it's, I guess it's a martial art. It's an art. So, mm. um, yeah, if you can't dance, you can't fight, really. Yeah, that's mm. a good point. It yeah. is in, in some aspects, you know, they're very similar in terms of, you know, you've got your different steps and you've positionings and where you're trying to move your body and yep. you know obviously if you're trying to throw a certain strike or technique it's you need to be in this position to be able to effectively throw it and if you're trying to do a, a move or a backflip or something in gymnastics it's the same sort of thing it's like you've got to be in this position you can't do it from there or you'll hurt yourself yeah so yeah you can see the elements there would have would have how long how many did you do all that the gymnastics and dance oh i'm really not sure it was all throughout sort of primary school mm. and i think i quit dance uh, i quit gymnastics uh, about like end of primary school so that was only 
during our younger years, but dance went all the way into sort of high school, mid high school. I stopped that, mm-hmm. and, and that was that was from like get go. Like I was five years old, straight into oh, it. Right. Yeah, right. Mum wanted a little ballerina. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what she got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how does mum feel about all of this? Oh, now? she loves it. She used to train herself. <laughs> right. Um, uh, when she was like sort of my age, like 17, 18. Wow. So um, it's kind of in the DNA. Yeah, yeah. And so she never fought, but now uh, she judged a lot. She okay. was a Muay Thai judge and she was on the uh, sort of martial arts committee. Yeah. She was very so heavily still, involved still. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what, so they kind of kept you away from it, but what made you want it even more? Was it them saying, well, maybe just a couple more years, just see how you go? I guess it was just always looking up to the people that I saw in the gym mm. and looking up to my dad and thinking, wow, that is so cool. And I, I, I love the idea of being in the ring and, you know, the, I, I guess the glory of it all. Mm. And w- what was your first taste of the glory in the ring? When you, when, when, what was your first fight uh, in the ring? Well, my first fight definitely wasn't. My first glory, that's for sure. So <laughs> I, I lost my first fight, but I think that was one of the best things to happen in my career because it really gave me that fire and made me have to work harder. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on Knees of Fury. Uh, I think that was in 2016. Wow. Um, so you're almost, you're almost a veteran now. Maybe. Yeah. You can say, you can say. Yeah. How, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 19 next month, so oh, I'm 18. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you start, um, how old were you, 15 when you started? Yeah, so I think I was... Uh, 13, 14, and oh, that wow. was just with um, one of the girls in the gym. I didn't do the regular classes because there was no one really my size at all, but right. uh, one of the girls in the gym, Dad, uh, got to train me like um, just for an hour on, like, say, a random day of the week, and mm-hmm. I'd just start there and built up my basics, and then uh, I think I did that for about a year, and when I was a bit more confident, a bit bigger, a bit older, I was allowed to train with the adults. Mm. <laughs> and then things got serious. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> what, what was it like the first, like, you know, backstage before your very first fight, they're about to call your name, <laughs> how were you feeling? It was terrifying. It was, it was exciting <laughs> but terrifying. I didn't know whether to be, like, nervous or excited because I'd watched plenty of fights before, but I'd never really done it myself. And you never know what it's going to be like until you actually get in there. And um, I just had the typical, like, first-round moment, like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, you, you cop the first punch to your face, and it's all good up until then. But yeah. after that, it's like, why did I even agree to this? <laughs> but you think that during it, and then after, you're like, this is why I do it. Oh. I, I, I get it now. Yeah. I yeah. So, oh. so you, you lost that fight, and obviously there was – there was enough in that for you to think, I want to do this, yeah. I want to do this again. It was a good fight. It went the whole distance. Um, I – Definitely, like, didn't convincingly win or lose, so it was really good, and I made a really good friend from it. But, yeah, the feeling of just being in there and that adrenaline rush, it's like, okay, now I have to win. You know, yeah. I, can't, I can't, like, oh, I lost. Okay, that's it now. Yeah, yeah. I have to, okay. I have to win. I know. I've had a taste now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and how did that first win feel when it came along? So that was my second fight. That was in Wyala on Shins of Steel, and that was incredible. Like, just, <laughs> it's like... You work so hard in your fight camp and it just pays off. Either, whether you win or lose, it always pays off if you have a good fight, but it was just next level. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All that adrenaline, all that, oh, I can do sure. it. Yeah. Getting your hand raised is like a crazy feeling. And wow. then I like looking into my corner and seeing my dad there. So not just my coach, I see my dad. Yeah. yeah. You know, my grandparents are in the crowd. My mum's in the crowd. It's just, it's wow. an awesome feeling. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing that, that keeps fighters coming back. And even the ones that, 
probably should have retired yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're chasing that high you know and it's like there's nothing else in the world that, that would get them that sort of feeling yeah so. well a good example of that is john wayne parr at the moment yeah. i don't know if you know like he's had his 99th win <laughs> and he's getting to the end of his career he's you know getting more injured he's getting a bit older but he's still having that one more fight. He yes. always says one more. One okay, more. one more. I thought his one more was like yeah, right, 15 fights ago. Yeah, you think. All right, that's enough. Okay, one more. Yeah. yeah. So he's got another one, I think, with one champ again. Wow. Just to, to hunt that 100th win. Oh. I, I don't blame him, though. Like, how yeah. unsatisfying. Oh, so close. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like yeah. Don, Don Bradman. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's one of those sporting moments, isn't it? That's yeah. right. He's got to get to the 100 now. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, John Wayne Parr, uh, exceptional Muay Thai um, fighter, and then started his own gym in Queensland yeah. now. But he has a, a unique style where he uses his jab like um, – like a straight, you know, like he puts so much power into that jab. And you see him, if you ever watch his training videos, where he's just hitting a bag or something, and it's like, bang! Like, yeah, this, that's crack. the jab. And it's like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to just be pouring with it as a setup for my right. I'm going to yeah. use the jab as my weapon. That's so, the weapon, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to see it. Uh, yeah, fantastic Australian fighter. So he's had an illustrious career. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what is he up to, like, almost 300 fights or something? Oh, it's just something crazy so like that. Years and years. Um, but well, yeah. he was in Thailand at my age, living over there, just That's fighting right. to live. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. And, and lived um, uh, the full Muay Thai lifestyle for, for years over there and uh, you know speaks Thai and um, I think one of the funny things I, I listened to a podcast he was on with Joe Rogan and he said you know the way that the the Thai people speak um, in terms of like if you're translating it to English like the, the Thai is very simple it's like um, you know I go to shop like I, I go shop you know very simple and then he's like when I came back to Australia and I, I was like he was gone I couldn't get out of going me hungry me thirsty oh. <laughs> I've got to add the other words here. <laughs> <laughs> We've been very, got some weird looks, like, yeah. a bit simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all of that fighting maybe uh, oh, has yeah. caught up with you. Yeah, <laughs> one too many knocks in the head. That's right. And, and is any of that a concern for you starting so young and, and obviously got a huge career still ahead of you? Like, how do you feel like you're going to be when you're 40, for instance? I haven't found it to be an issue yet, of course, um, but that is another reason my parents so probably didn't want me to do it. Um, is looking after my my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I definitely think about it a lot, but I put in so many different um, precautions, I guess, and I get a, enough sleep, and I do my recovery well, and I, you know, take all good supplements, my, my fish oil, and etc. Yeah. So, well, I, as long I, as you keep thinking about it, that's the main thing. Just yeah. keep thinking, yeah. and as you'll soon be fine. As those thoughts <laughs> just dwindle. Oh, yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> me hungry. Me thirsty. Me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And have you ever had plans to go to Thailand or anything like uh, that? I've actually been twice. Yeah. So I definitely want to go again, but sort of hard nowadays. Um, yep. Been twice. We Did I, you go to train? As, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, my family sacrifices a lot for my Muay Thai. So <laughs> we went as our family holidays two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get to do the whole experience where I uh, stayed in the camp itself uh we stayed in a pretty nice like hotel just up the road so i'd walk down to the camp but so i was you training you had the five star version yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much so, so still nice for like my mum and my sister that weren't training they could go down to the beach and relax so we were in Koh Samoy, so it's super super relaxed not as busy as mainland thailand um but me and dad would be walking down to the gym <laughs> in the morning and then relaxing during the afternoon and then 
later on that day back down to the gym. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. And it, I mean, being the spiritual home of, of, of uh, Muay Thai, is, is there like is there that still a part of you that says, "Oh, I want to go back there. I want to spend." Sure, a I think year every Thai fighter has that. Yeah, yeah. deep down. Yeah, yeah, it's like the homeland of Muay Thai. Yeah, it's just you really get that taste of what it would be like to really live it. You know, mm. no job, just that is your job. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a crazy style of li- of life as well over there. You know, with uh, you know that you're living in the gym, sleeping on the floors, almost eating on the mats. People eat <laughs> on the just the mats they train on, which is you think over here it's disgusting. You don't walk on that's, the mats with your it. shoes on, you know. But you where people train and sweat, you eat your food. Yeah, that's they it. just do it. Yeah, it's three three sessions a day, or you know maybe two at a minimum kind of thing, um, and just running. And these guys are crazy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just hot of, and of all humid. the sports, yeah. like the, the the Muay Thai work ethic is rather extraordinary, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, and especially when there, um, even more so. Yeah. For mm. Sure. And not getting paid much either, as well. Right. Their money that they win for fights there is pitiful in a way. It's, it's like you you really don't make a profit if you're a Thai live like fighting to live and mm. living in the gym you don't make a profit you just give it back to the gym and you just eat the food they give you and then you just fight again i guess you got to really love fighting yeah yeah, yeah. your profit yeah. is fighting i guess yeah well they're almost fighting every week there aren't yeah. they yeah it's just that's why you see these guys with these records coming in with you know 400 fights yeah. or something and it's like <laughs> he's 23 years old it's <laughs> like oh my god you know, but the experience that they have at that level and going into it especially if they start so young i mean they're starting you know, four or five years old yeah. they're right, kicking mm. bags and that sort of thing and to get to it's like 23 five years old you know and so like thinking about that in australia it's like oh that's crazy a four or five year old like he's been doing it for so long but then you think about like afl you see a four-year-old kicking a footy, you're not going to... No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just cultural, isn't it? You know, and what, what you get used to seeing. Yeah. And so you touched on it just a, a few moments ago. Do you, do you feel there's a space for you to be professional, full-time Muay Thai in the next... in your career, perhaps? Uh, with the whole um, new one championship, yeah. and I think if I really wanted to go for it, I could. Yeah. And... Um, there is opportunities to do that, you know, sponsorships. You've got to really work hard. Yeah. Uh, sponsorships, you know, getting on a good promotion like that, mm. um, willing to work hard and continue fighting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it just... Are it, you at the crossroads in thinking yeah. about where your life goes at this... For sure, because I'm at uni at the moment doing something completely unrelated to my sport, so... Kickboxing? <laughs> <laughs> At uni studying Muay Thai. It's <laughs> a four-year degree. Yeah, yeah. 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 So and unfortunately, there's seven-year-olds that have just graduated from Thailand. Oh, my goodness. Do <laughs> they get RPL recognised probably? Yeah, that's the right. lecturer's a child from Thailand. Right, yeah, they probably just would be. Just hit you with a stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kick, kick the tree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today's lesson, kick the tree for four hours. <laughs> so what are you studying? A uh, bit different. I'm studying mechanical engineering. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What led you in that? little direction oh a bit of being a bit of a nerd in high school probably yeah yeah yeah. enjoying my physics and uh not so much enjoying maths but i was pretty good at maths yeah yeah. um but i've always liked that sort of style of thinking yeah and being hands-on so yeah what what does mechanical engineering lead to like a a, i'm not exactly sure what what they do yeah so a lot of working on machines which you know from the name but um for me personally i work at a factory Currently, yep. um, glass factory in Gawler. Mm-hmm. So that's where it will 
lead me. So continue on from uni, I'll work There's skills that you can use yeah. in your workplace at the moment. Yeah. Is it where you're sort of you're designing uh, or potentially designing the way that factory machines yeah, operate? Yeah, for and sure. And um, a lot of sort of capital projects. So bringing in new... Uh, new What's the word for it? Um, <laughs> yeah, new, new, new machinery. Techniques. Yeah, new te- uh, technology. That's Technology. it. New technology into the you know glass manufacturing world. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's, uh, and are you enjoying it? I love it. I really? Love it so much. Yeah. It's very cool. niche. I know <laughs> it's, it's such it? a niche. And yeah. it, is it, it? Yeah. Well, that's great. Whenever you've got a niche and you can drill into it, because it, normally there's not too many people around that are going to be able to do what you're doing in ten years' time because yeah. no one's really centering their attention on it right now, especially in glass. Yeah. Particularly. So manufacturing in itself is a bit of a niche, but yeah, mm. glass is very strange. What's yeah. uh, what is the, the specialty like if you were going, okay, this is what's important with glass manufacturing compared to something else? Is it something that you can identify and go, this is the thing that people don't realise? Uh, all of the food health safety stuff. So I work with like bottles. But um, it's really finicky stuff. Um, You've got massive furnaces that are burning at 1,300 degrees and Mm. you have to be standing and, like, working right next to them. Wow. Yeah. Um, And all the raw materials that go into the furnace, you know, there might be however many tonnes in there, but 200 grams of a certain material can throw the whole colour off. Oh. Yeah, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 200 grams? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, and you're going to you're trying and, to get and you've a got to reproduce a certain color because you might be making a bottle and yeah. that's that brand's color and, yep. and style. So if you get that a little bit wrong, scrap for sure. Wow, whoa! Yeah. And with the thirteen hundred uh, degree stuff. Like if you're working next to that, you've got all your safety gear on. Long longs, yeah. Long longs. It's um. Uh, so it's really good as you're approaching a fight. <laughs> Weight cutting. Yeah. Weight, Weight cutting, cutting, for sure. <laughs> I've never been in a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to work. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Right. So have you had people that are really struggling? Like if, they, if they're working there, do they have, you know, the sort of like you can only be there for 20 minutes and you've got to get 10 minutes off or something or is it? For sure. And you've got to, at the start especially, because you've got to learn that um, your limit and what your indicators are. Mm. So when I started, I was not up there much at all and we've got air conditioned control rooms that we're allowed to like dip into quickly there's cold water in there but you have to be really careful even when i was going around for tours of the place uh before i started working there you know you're up touring the uh around by the hot end mm. and you're sweating oh, yeah. fully just walking just walking around mm. Jeez. So when you're fully that's how kitted I feel, up, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> all the time having to wear having to wear masks was the oh. worst thing that has happened to our business because yeah. you've got a hat on, you've right. got safety glasses which fog up, you've got the mask on which your whole like cheeks and lips and everything are sweating. Yeah, you've got your long longs, you've got a shirt underneath, pants, big boots which are still capped, but they also have a metal plate uh, oh. underneath them, so. <laughs> Yeah, if you step on just, any... Just to keep the soles warm. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> if you step on any molten glass, it will cut through your skin like, like butter, like hot oh, glass and through the, through your boot. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. That's incredible. So it's a really right, dangerous area So, so mum and dad in. said, look, you know, okay, <laughs> firstly, Muay Thai, you should do that. And then um, if that's not dangerous enough for you, what about working down by the furnace? Yeah, yeah. 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 Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> wow and uh, have you ever measured like how much weight you've lost in a day like just sweating or whatever uh, no but i reckon it would be around like a kilo honestly yeah. throughout the day just working would be like two kilos a wow. kilo yeah 
Incredible. And what do you walk around at? I walk around at around about 58. Okay, yep. so the two, two kilos. I mean, there's a five percent body for weight. Me. Yeah. Percentage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a, two kilos. I mean, you might necessarily yeah. notice, but <laughs> yeah. Well, well, two kilos is what I have to lose for my fight. Oh, like, right. yeah. So yeah, you I've never lost more than four kilos or four or five kilos for a fight camp. So what, two what kilos you, is a good chunk. Yeah, yeah. And, and what are you, what are your feelings on weight cutting and, and the like? Like, it, what's your relationship with that? And what do you see in others? And are you starting to form views over the health aspects of yeah, that? Yeah, for me personally, like, I've had a lot of experience with weight cutting um, and how I felt in the fights compared to when I don't have to weight cut. And because I'm doing it uh, over a long period of time, let's say I have to cut four kilos, I'll do that over the five weeks. Mm-hmm. So I've never actually noticed a massive difference. However, my last fight on DFC, I fought at 62 kilos. Mm-hmm. And I, I just oh. sort of just said yes to get a match because I really wanted to fight. Yeah. Um, so did that that meant putting on weight? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I ended up being it's. I have the opposite issue. I mm-hmm. find it really hard to put on weight. Yeah, so I was I was eating a lot, having more protein intake. You know, yeah, <laughs> chocolate cookies, biscuits. <laughs> um, and I ended up being I think it was sixty or sixty one kilos at the fight, and I felt great during that. I didn't gas, you know. Well, you know, you gas a little bit, um, just normal. Right. But I felt awesome. Yeah. Compared to maybe. Let's say my boxing fight that I had, I had to cut a little bit of weight for that. Not much, but I gassed within the first round and my arms felt heavy and I just felt weak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think good nutrition is the key, especially. Right. Yeah, healthy. I've seen so many fights ruined by bad weight cuts. Oh, yeah. Either people yeah. not making the weight or they cut so much and then by the time the fight rolls around, they're a shell of themselves mm-hmm. in the ring. I just think, like, personally, I think, if you and this is a good mentality that jujitsu practitioners have, you know, you you fight at the weight you stand around at. Yeah. Um, but like people that cut so much crazy weight that they have to get on an IV drip oh, after yeah. the weigh-in, or they're standing up there almost fainting. Like I think that's crazy. You're about to go into like a serious competitive environment where yeah. you have to be at your peak, and the day before you're almost about to faint. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy, isn't it, to think like you've you've done say 12 weeks or 16 weeks of a camp. Uh, focusing on you know in in a way like skills and health and fitness and you know being strong as, as possible <laughs> and then the night before the yeah. fight you go and like <laughs> dehydrate yourself completely yeah. just to make a weight and then it's like well that wasn't that counterintuitive to everything you just done up to this <laughs> yeah. point and I feel like that was a really old mentality in martial arts and I feel like people are moving more towards the health risk or like noticing the health risks and moving towards more healthier weight cuts so. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really positive. I haven't had any, like seen any instances myself where people have been cutting too crazy. Mm. Yeah, just, there seems to be greater dangers for young women as well in yep. weight cuts too. So, um, in and in having um, uh, Penny uh, in, uh, you were mentioning before. Um, yeah, the, there's definite challenges that are associated, and, yeah. and Carly made mention of the battles that she had, and and just trying to work out as you're growing as well. Mm. You know, you, yep. you're a young person, and you you might find it really hard to cut down to what you might have done two years ago for yeah. instance yet you may be known as that fighter or you may have a title in that division yeah, and you sure. might get there at 19 or 20 but then you might want to hold that belt to your 23 but you, you your body's still changing you're still yeah. growing and it's a really delicate balance well, i think for athletes i look and i used to fight at like 54 and i think that is crazy mm. but it's only four kilos difference mm. now yeah is, i would not want to or could not get down to that because they're like uh, there's nothing of me as is right yeah. you'd lose all your muscle yeah so yeah I'd like to keep that yeah that's why, why i don't 
as well. That's a big Shredded. factor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah um, especially when I was growing, that's why I'm so glad that I had a like a good coach and my dad is my coach especially because yeah. he never would agree to anything that would put me at risk and if I did have to cut weight, it was always scheduled and, you know, I was doing about a kilo a week and yeah. we were keeping on track with that. So. Did he do the same in his career? I'm not too sure because most of his fighting was done uh, before I was born um, and I think he had his last fight when I was like a toddler. Okay. So I'm um, not too sure but a lot of his fight photos, he is pretty ripped. So <laughs> I would not be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, You'd probably say that's well. how I walked around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's always like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at any of the other photos, but yeah, just look at the weigh-in photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point, being a female and having to weight cut. Like, you definitely have to keep in mind, you know, that time of the month. You hold more water in, so you could fluctuate really easily. Yeah. Um, so you could not change your diet at all, just keep steady, steady, steady. And then you'll just fluctuate randomly and yeah. you don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's frustrating. Oh, mm. yeah, it would be. And, and the Especially when the, yeah, when the, uh, the degrees or the variance that's permitted is so, so narrow. Yeah. Uh, you've got this very specific window it doesn't, and, and at your weight, it doesn't take much to go, go too far away. So do, do you fight at different weights for different sports? So yeah, for so boxing and well, Muay Thai? For boxing and Muay Thai and, MMA. like, uh, MMA, they're all sort of similar. Mm-hmm. So around that, um, you know, 56 range is what I like. I got offered or I asked for this DFC coming up, would you fight at 52? And I immediately said, oh. no, yeah. no yeah. way. Um, but for jiu-jitsu, um, there's less girls that enter the competitions. So you might get uh, two girls or one girl in your division, oh. but there's three girls in two divisions up, which mm. is five kilos, you know, each division. Yeah. So they'll just meld us all together. Mm. So I've gone into jiu-jitsu comps at, let's say, like 55 kilos or 60 kilos I've entered in at, but I'm fighting girls that are 70, 75. Mm. Wow. So yeah, just because of the, the lack of competition. You just have to do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and do you feel there's, um, like in, in jiu-jitsu, for instance, is, there, is that less of an issue? For sure, yeah. I think so, because... Than the striking sports. So. Yeah, I'm not sure why, like, a 70-kilo person, like, sitting on top of you is pretty hard to move if you're <laughs> 55 kilos. Yes. Yeah. But I'd much rather that than have a punch land on my face from a 70-kilo girl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the devastation that yeah. can come with that. Yeah. And, and uh, for our um, Daily Combat podcast exclusive, uh, what fight, uh, with your upcoming fight, uh, what weight class were you, what are you going to be fighting in? Uh, 56. 56. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, think, I think that's flyweight for Apex is called because bantamweight was the last one. Okay. I'm not too sure on the names, but I think it's flyweight. Mm. Yeah. So uh, are you able to announce that now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So perhaps share with our audience uh, what's coming up for so, Talia the Great White Greats. Yeah. So um, on Apex number two, I'm matched with an interstate girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For my second MMA fight. Awesome. Wonderful. And what, what do you know about your opponent? Not much. Okay. So I leave that all up to... So Dad's doing the homework. Yeah, He's yeah. in the Googling. I don't have much... Inf- it's on social media or something. I wish I had more information for you guys, but I let that um, be my coach's issue. I I trust them. Do you know the name of the opponent? Not even. Oh, wow. So I just know she's interstate. She's Mm -hmm. blue belt in jiu-jitsu. She's had two MMA fights, one win, one loss, Mm -hmm. and five boxing fights, but I don't know her record. Okay. And and, and how do you compare? So you've boxed and uh, Muay Thai kickboxing? Uh. Yes, so K1 a little K1. bit. When yep. I was um, 
younger, I just count them as my Muay Thai fights, but um, to get female fights, I sort of had to sacrifice and go to K1 uh, rules, which does not suit me very mm. much because I love the knees. I love elbows, yeah. yeah, love the clinch. <laughs> the clinch. Yep. Yeah. So I've had, I think it's, uh, it's either 11 or 12 Muay Thai mm. fights. Wow. I've had one boxing fight, and um, as you were talking about with Carly and Penny, um, I was one of the ones during COVID that sort of tried to move to boxing. Mm. Didn't have a very good experience. So, oh. I, yeah, I, I did enjoy the boxing training and everything, but um, it's a funny story. It's not too funny, but <laughs> it's funny. Um, I had my first boxing fight for a state title. Wow. Yeah, I know. Very first one. I know, it was crazy. I was shocked. I, was, I wasn't going to say did, no. How, did, how yeah. did that happen? So what was the background to that? I have no idea. So you, They you, just offered it. Oh, so you, you weren't even interested in boxing? I, I, was, I was interested in boxing, so I during COVID um, – I was training with a boxing gym in Kapunda, mm-hmm. uh, North Central, and I was looking to have a boxing fight just because there were no female Muay Thai around, so um, that was what was still running. Yep. And I said I wanted to fight. They matched me up with the girl and said, oh, and we'll throw in a title. <laughs> just out of the blue? <laughs> so I wasn't going to say, oh, no, I don't want the title. <laughs> oh, I'll go for the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she, she wasn't the current title holder. It was no, just no. The... Yeah, it was just brought okay. up. Wow. Oh. Yeah, there's a title available. Wow. Yeah. So cool. so why not? Yeah. yeah. And and so that would have got you pretty excited at that yeah, stage. Yeah, that was I was very excited. It almost like sort of put a bit more pressure on even though it's the same fight. Um I actually technically this is the tricky bit. I got announced as the winner. Got the belt handed to oh. me. Halfway through putting it around my waist, they said there's been a mistake. Oh. No. Yep. Took no. the belt off. No. Yep. Gave it to the other girl oh. and I was wow. very very sad. Yeah. And what I, did they tell you? The scores wrong or something? I have no idea. Oh. I don't know what went wrong. Right. Um, if they like thought I was the red corner or oh. wrong corner. Oh wow. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. So I I just sort of left oh. the ring. Yeah. With all of that adrenaline, yeah. and the excitement, I just the won celebration. And then I lost. Um, yeah. Oh my! It was God. the biggest drop oh. ever. Wow. And then I. Never went back. Never yeah. went back. <laughs> I was like, it just ruined Left it for such me. such a bit, bit of yeah, taste yeah. in your mouth. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fight and I enjoyed it when I was winning, but yeah. when I lost you feel, after. You feel you won the fight though? Oh, it was very, I do agree it was very close, but I think mm. I did enough to win. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of the people in the crowd said the same, so. Yeah. Right. But, uh, so that's pretty kind of unprofessional of the yeah. organisation to do that. I'd like to know the reasoning behind you know, if you we demand, we demand, yeah, get them on the phone now. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Because, yeah, if they've tallied the scores incorrectly, then yeah, sure. But if it was just like, oh no, we meant to go for that girl, it's like, no, what are you doing? You're a professional judge here, like, it's almost at that point, like, you just can't give it to anyone, you sort of rematch or surely, yeah, 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 that's right. Jeez. Well, like like from right then, it should have been like an overtime in football. It's sort of, yeah, okay, so yeah, no one's getting round. it now. Extra round. Yeah, 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 yeah sudden death. <laughs> yeah, sudden death. That would have been great. And then put the belt in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, a, on a, like a hanging from the roof and yeah. then a ladder in the middle of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 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 Whoever gets up there first, though, it's, <laughs> it's turning it to WWE. Yeah, Brock Grab Lester the, comes out from under the, the stage. Under the Grab stage. the ladder yeah. and smash it over the head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's yeah, it. Dad comes in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <With a> chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yes. what, what, uh, what's your entrance music? Oh, okay. I've had a couple songs. So most sort of uh, 
recognisable was uh, my first or oh, iconic was Marilyn Manson, Beautiful People was my first oh, yeah. oh, ever. Yeah. And I let my dad choose that. So it's sort of like That's memorable. That's a good one. It's a good, uh, a good uh, yeah. walk-in song. It's got yeah. a good beach. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've had – and that was like – you got to think that was like a 14, 15-year-old girl, like this little yeah. – All right. Beautiful people. Yeah. 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 Beautiful people. So yeah. I've, I've always had like heavy ring entrance songs. <laughs> I had um, – the end of corn freak on a leash, ah. and that was pretty tough. Yep. But my one at the moment for MMA that I'm probably going to stick with is um, City Morgue's Hurt World. Mm. And it's not a very common song, yeah. but it is very tough, and it has lots of references to like MMA and fighting in oh, it. Oh, cool. So um, that fight that I won uh, via knees in yeah. the second round, yeah. um, the my ring entrance song actually says "Catch an eater your nose," oh. and I did accidentally knee her in the nose, yeah. so it was almost like mm. foreshadowing. Yeah, we were, so with that fight, because we, we actually is, spent some time we talking did. about this, this is, on the this podcast. This is why it was yeah. a fifteen-minute clip. That <laughs> it's available on <laughs> it's the all YouTube coming back channel, to me now. the Daily <laughs> Combat Podcast YouTube channel and Facebook page. It oh. is there if you want I'll to see it that. It's I'll a review that. of that YouTube channel. Talia's fight uh, with Samara at the Diamondback Championship number twelve. Uh, so yeah, we we were talking about that with Rich and uh, with those knees. So the rules, because it was an amateur fight, you, you weren't allowed to knee to the face. No. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, let, let's set it up a little bit because for sure. those those people that might might have missed the fight or or, or even may have missed our podcast. Uh, so <laughs> there, there was some they? yes, know, unbelievably. For, so for the three people out there, the uh, <laughs> the um, uh, it, was, it was a really it was a controversial end to to the fight, um, and uh, and caused a great deal of consternation post fight, which in some cases can sour the victory, I, I guess, uh, in some part. But the yeah. uh, but there was a there was some uncertainty from uh, the referee, yep. and uh, as to and there seemed to be perhaps in his body language enough to communicate to create confusion uh, in in the cage as well. Yeah. So yeah. as the fighter in that situation. Were you cognizant of any of that that was going on at that point in time? Yes. Okay, uh, so, I, so you tell pick us from up your on perspective. The vibe. Yes. Right. So I knew I had accidentally kneed her in the face and it was it was hard because I've always been taught, you know, it's not your job to stop the fight. Mm. You know, you go you go until the ref pulls you off because yep. that's their job. Mm. So I accidentally kneed her in the face and sort of... Is, is this as she's falling? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so there were several... There was already some... 14 knees no, prior think, to yeah, the 15. Because yeah. Rich was on the... Uh, I'm <laughs> was, serious. Was ringside <laughs> screaming out each each kick. Yeah, um, yeah. Or each knee uh, to the... Yeah, counting it down. Um, and so... so And as a result of that, your opponent's Samara, in this case, was falling. Yeah. And at that critical moment where maybe her knees had hit, the canvas. Yeah. You've so I didn't. I didn't change my kneeing technique throughout. It was always at the same sort of stomach point. It's not like I sped up or did an extra one that was different. It was yep. the same repetitive knee. Yeah. However, her body changed. Yeah. She so dropped. Her, she dropped. Yeah. 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 Um, and the thing is, it sort of could have been avoided, you know, if it had been called off maybe five knees before. Yeah. But that's hindsight, and you know. And, and are you like four or five knees in with half an eye to the referee at this stage as well? I'm thinking to myself, I remember this moment, I'm thinking to myself, if she doesn't drop, am I ever going to get her? Like, <laughs> wow. where is this going to go? She's not dropping. And I had actually done a bit of a flurry of knees, not as many before that, mm. and then got her again. Yeah. A very close concession. Mm. I'm thinking, this girl is not going down. Mm. And I, she, I knew She's it. tough. That, yep. There's no doubt. And it was crazy... I watching it back, 
it's maybe 10 seconds before the end of the round. Mm, um, yep. But in my head, I was halfway through and I was going pretty hard. And I'm thinking, I'm going to give my all in these knees. And if she doesn't drop me, I'm going to be stuffed. Oh, mm. right. So, yeah. Wow. So, so it's one of those things where you think, well, well I've given everything now. Yeah. What, what it says, it, yeah. I've got nothing so left. Lucky she did drop. <laughs> Unlucky yeah. that I need her in the face. Like, I didn't, it wasn't on purpose for sure. And you can see that. And I think that's helped with the replay. Is mm. You yeah. can see she did drop mm. uh, midway through. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then I stepped back thinking, like, she's on the floor. Mm. And the ref, I saw in my peripherals come in. And he's from Muay Thai, he's ref me before. So I think he's very used to doing the whole eight count. Oh. But he sort of run it, ran in, ready to give an eight count. But I should have followed up and went to the floor to finish. Yeah. Being like being MMA, you can go to the ground. Yeah. Um, but also the confusion because I did knee her in the nose is like, am I allowed to continue? Like, mm. should I even continue? Uh, yeah. So you 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 you're caught between. Uh, have rest, I have yeah. I done the wrong or the right thing? Yeah. Whose responsibility is it to tell me yeah. that? Do I do the honourable thing and just maybe stop and wait to be told? Yeah. And then potentially even lose the fight? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And what a what a, a swirl of thoughts to be going on within microseconds so, as well. So yeah. what I did is you can see on the video. I think I glanced over at my corner and they sort of were in a bit of confusion as well. But they just went keep going, keep going, keep <laughs> yeah. going. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you made the right decision. And, yeah. uh, and you, when you watch it back, I mean, it's literally like two or three seconds. You know, yeah. she's yeah. gone down and she covered up. You step back because the referee came in really quickly. Yeah. And then like you he looked, was storming to yeah. stop. And then you've just gone, okay, yeah. I need to finish. Yeah. And that was the end. So. It's not over until the ref calls, yeah. calls it, you know. But it's, it's really interesting that you say that you're anticipating uh, perhaps an eight count in that, that scenario because that, that actually makes much more sense now yeah. at being a casual observer yeah. of that um, whole uh, thing playing out because he did definitely lunge in as you might in MMA to, to stop the fight um, rather than make him. But yeah. he, he's made that quick move yeah. and then... It's like he's getting ready to, but yeah. out of the corner of your eye and mm. in that sort of situation you think, oh, he's called it off because I yep. need her in the nose. You know, you don't know what's going yeah. on. And you don't want to do something in that uh, in that moment as a fighter to potentially disqualify yourself either. Exactly. And you already think, oh, I've done it now, you know, mm. going mm. so well and I've just need her in the face. Yeah. It was like, some strange rules with that. So the amateurs, you're not allowed to, to, to knee to the head when they're standing. Is that correct? I think at all, yeah. At all? At all. No knees to the face. Wow. Yeah. Strange. <laughs> I know you can do anything else. Yes. Yeah. The most brutal sport, you can knee to the yeah. face in Muay Thai. Yeah. You can't in MMA. I guess it, it saves your head, especially when you've been punched with the little gloves. So right. it is a good rule. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's weird to me that that, that, that was, it's I haven't a, heard of that it's rule It's a good before. rule if you're the one being kneed in the head, <laughs> right, yeah. not if you're the kneeer. I, I know on the ground you can one day, but yeah. I didn't realise in the amateur that it was even standing. Yeah. But uh, you can head kick and all the rest yeah. of it. It's so strange, isn't it? It's like <laughs> you can throw a full force head kick to somebody, but you can't throw a knee. Mm. <laughs> it's like... Okay, we'll come up with these <laughs> rules. Where, where do you draw the line? Yeah, like, exactly. And no head kicks and knees, or right? Yeah, and, and when unlike, I guess, uh, like you don't have a football player that, or uh, well, rarely would you have a football player say that then goes and plays Gaelic football on the weekend and then plays gridiron and then goes down yeah. and plays some rugby, and and that's kind of what. Uh, mixed martial artists too, don't they? You know, and so you, you'll have a discipline that perhaps you're more entrenched in, like Muay Thai. Yep. But ultimately, you, you, you're generalist, and to within that scope you've really got to attune yourself within a very short period of time to a whole different rule set for sure so i'd been training uh jiu-jitsu about a year a year and a half before that fight Mm -hmm. um and 
So I was like, I was pretty good. I knew what to do on the ground. But the main training was actually combining those two together. Yeah. So it's the, the combination for sure. Yeah. So you, you can be good at jiu-jitsu, you can be good at Muay Thai, but if you can't m- meld them together, mm. you're not going to be a good MMA fighter. Exactly, and you yep. saw, saw that with the, I mean, your defence in that first round against the judo throw, and then the second as well, where you managed to get, so she took you down, but you, you uh, manipulated the position and got got on her back yep. and the seatbelt position and managed to get up to use that to get back to standing. And it was from that, you know, whenever somebody uses so much energy to get a takedown and then the opponent gets up, you, yep. you see yep. that disheartened, like, yep. oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> sure. they have to do it all over again if they want to go to the ground. So, yeah, it was, uh, and that's where you started the knees. It's like, oh, yep. I've got up and here's my knee in your yep. body as well. So, yep. yeah, it was great. It's funny, the back and forth and the momentum because it, it, that, that interplay of, you know, I'm sure she felt that disheartment when she wasn't able to get you down and kind of felt, oh, that, that was my move. And then you kind of had your move, which was with the knees. And then when that almost didn't work and you can almost see yeah. the tipping points in she did, fights, can't you? As her, her throws and her takedowns were awesome, mm-hmm. but it just needed the follow-on. And that would have been the same for me. Like, my knees were awesome, but if it didn't get the TKO, it would have been like, damn, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So, so you've just taken another MMA fight. Yeah. Um, and um, how does does your training change anything from pre-camp to camp now? Yeah, yep. massively. So w- what will change over the next week that you weren't doing last week, for instance? More chocolate biscuits, yes. I think. Yeah, feel no. free. Take them <laughs> off. Uh, not on, not on uh, video. <laughs> no, I'm not like anywhere coach to see. Not anywhere where Dad can see it anyway. <laughs> that so. one missing one wasn't me. <laughs> Definitely not. Um so in the mornings, I'll start either doing running or a strength con- strength and conditioning or a bike ride, something in the morning to get me moving. So I'll normally go for a, a round about 3K run, just nice and quick before work or a strength and conditioning session. Um, and then afterwards, after, after work, I do my normal sessions. So we've got Monday, um, Tuesday, double sesh. Wednesday, I'll do something at, at my home gym with my dad. So he'll hold pads which is very handy. Mm. Uh, Thursday, I don't do anything on the mornings in th- on Thursday, sorry, um, but I have triple session Ooh. after work. Is that today? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so this yep. is like... And what does a triple session look like? So we've got one hour of advanced jiu-jitsu. We've got an hour of intermediate jiu-jitsu, which I'll take a bit easier. So I'll go hard for the first sesh. Second session will just be moving. I'll have as many rounds out as I need. I'll just keep warm. And then, so it's, it's two sessions, but, you know, mm. three hours. Sure. <laughs> um, and then I'll have an MMA session. Right. Yeah. Are you combining all of those aspects? Um, so with the jiu-jitsu the, that you've gone, okay, with grappling, um, I need to work hard. My striking is good. I've got the Muay Thai style covered. Uh, and then it's like, you've gone, okay, I need to work on the grappling if I'm going to go into MMA. Uh, is it that you've gone, okay, I'm just going to go with jiu-jitsu? Have you looked at wrestling? Have you looked at um, you know, judo and those things as well? I think I mainly, for the last one, looked at jiu-jitsu and then wrestling for MMA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all that cage work, um, yeah, wrestling on the ground, getting back up. Mm-hmm. But after being judo thrown... I would really like to have a go at doing that to someone. Yeah. That was awesome. We're getting getting thrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it's a it's a sort of an underutilized uh, aspect of For MMA. Sure, I didn't know what to do when right. she did it to me. Yeah, because because being look like I'm most of the time. Oh, I'm in the minority when I'm at 
training. So mm. I'm smaller, I'm a female, you know, younger than everyone else. So no one's going to go up to me and throw me. Mm. So being thrown <laughs> was like very new to me. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I'm in the air for a long time. Yeah. And I'm pretty high up. And yeah. then I'm being slammed on the ground. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, and not knowing what to do when they start that position and not really knowing what's actually going to happen mm. was weird. Yeah. And I didn't couldn't do anything to stop it. So I sort of had to get thrown and then work from there. Right. So I would, I would like to work on defending that. Yeah, absolutely. And being able to do it. Yeah, well, you see, I mean, Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, judo background and, and won, I think, was it 10 or 11 fights, first round mm. judo throw armbar, like, you know, within a minute. <laughs> Insane. Uh, over yeah. and over and over. And everyone knew what she was going to do. They couldn't stop it. I feel like <laughs> it's one of those things that how do you stop it? You sort of yeah. just have to not get in that position in the yeah. first place. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of when Holly Holm uh, ended up beating her for the title in Melbourne. And uh, she used a lot of footwork. She stayed very much away from yep. letting Ronda get near her. And then when she did grab hold of her, it was very much defensive get yep. away positioning she didn't let herself get pressed against the cage i think actually actually took ronda down at one point just mm. to sort of get her down to get yeah. away so you got, if you're yeah. going to do it in that sort of sis, uh, situation it has to be like on your terms mm. you can only go to the ground if it's on your terms that's right yeah mm. yeah there seems to be a lot of i've seen it with you know a lot of the mma guys uh that they they have this amazing takedown but it's they they hit the floor and they don't secure the position yep. that they land in. And it's like they hit the floor. They're like, yes, I got the takedown. The opponents get straight back up. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. oh, what did uh, I, yeah, oh, I got to so take much, it down again. So much energy for nothing. Yeah. That's mm. right. Yeah. 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 And that's why, you know, we expected to be taken down. So we were working a lot on our sprawling and avoiding it. Mm. But if it does happen, how do I yeah. go from there? That's right. Yeah, well, so seeing that sort of progression through, uh, you know, the UFC and, like, the techniques that athletes were using, um, yeah, because when wrestlers would take somebody down, it was almost like somebody who was uh, proficient in jiu-jitsu would accept the takedown and then they would, they would get the guard and they would start working from there. Yeah. The wrestler would, you know, be, be trying to hold top position, that sort of thing. Um, but then when you see guys like uh, Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell Chuck Liddell especially, whenever he would get taken down, he would, he would hit the floor and immediately he would pop his hips to the side and yep. then start working to get up. People were like, what? how does he keep getting up? Yep. And then it's like, oh, he's this legendary takedown defense. It's like, well, no, he's getting taken down, but he's... He's just not accepting the that's takedown. That's right, that's yeah. right. And so, yeah, that was that sort of... People had to sort of uh, amalgamate their skills of to, okay, when I get the takedown, it is I hold and hold that position Solidify. when you land and, and don't let them move out of that spot. So, because, you know, otherwise they're going to scramble and then they might, you know, reverse the position like you did with Samara. Or In the first round, I was so close. Yeah. It's like that, that bell just at the wrong time. <laughs> Ten extra seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got there in the second round. Yeah. So that, yeah. was, that was awesome. Yeah. So, and, and MMA is the, the path you think you'll be following? For sure. I, I didn't want to, like, before I had my first fight, I was sort of like, mm, I wonder if I'll like it enough or if I'll just rather do jiu-jitsu comps and Muay Thai fights. Mm. But after that fight, I am in love. <laughs> like, that is that is it for that me. That was the and, first and, MMA and, one? Yeah. And, yeah. and why? And what, why, what was the... What can you put that feeling down to? Was it because Dave was the announcer? I think so. <laughs> it, it, it may have been a factor. I, I, I don't think oh, we And it does help that like DFC is such a good promotion yeah. and it, it's so professionally run. And it is a professional um, show. Like you just feel you feel like a UFC fighter. You feel like yeah. you're doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, having my first fight, I felt incredible. Like like you're just so 
popular and the crowd is awesome and it's all lights, camera, action. And some people don't like that, mm. but I just love it and I love the cage. I love. So you feed off that yeah, energy yeah. of the people, the, the, the crowd. The walkout song like that. Yeah. The crowd loved it. It went really hard. It sounded really good. It got me in the in the zone. Mm. It sets the mood. Sets the I guess the vibe. And you can see, like, a lot of people after, like, my friends after watching my fight go, you looked so angry. Because I was. <laughs> yeah. I was in it. Yeah. yeah. You are about to fight somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, my immediate impression was when you when you came into the, the cage, you were the most high energy of yeah. the of the athletes for the night. Like when you came in, not, not unnecessarily exuberant, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, like, your, your energy, you were in the zone, but you were – you genuinely looked like you were enjoying the moment. Yeah. Um, whereas you can understand that some people are going to have their hesitations or they might be, you know, deeply in consideration. But you were just like, oh, That is yeah. so good that you picked up on that because I definitely felt that. I've said to people, like, um, yes, MMA is, I guess, known as being more brutal than Muay Thai. Um, but I felt, like, more confident and less nervous being in that MMA cage than Muay Thai. And I don't know why. I couldn't mm-hmm. put it down to a single thing. Yeah. But, yeah, and um, another thing that helped is, you know, I visualised, like, this is my cage sort of thing. <laughs> like, you're coming into my cage. And yeah. it was good that I walked out first because yeah. it was like she was coming in. Yeah. Um, but at the weigh-in and at the fight, she didn't look me in the eyes. Ah. Yeah. So she did her lap around the ring and I was standing there and she looked over top of me and I went, Okay, I've, I've got her. I've got oh, it. Yeah, like the Mike Tyson stare, like I'm I'm ne- keep looking at you until you look away. I've never been into the whole like stare down, like I'm going to look at you and like intimidate you, but something about the whole MMA, like I don't know, because Muay Thai is very. I'm not saying MMA isn't, but Muay Thai is very traditional. Mm-hmm. It's very respectful. respectful, and like I hugged her at the weigh-in. I like um, hugged her during mm. the fight. Oh, sorry, down. during the fight after the fight. <laughs> I need it to the face. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gave her a little. You know, one of those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's the different. It is a vibe. It's, so it's, it's that it's a cultural difference between having reverence for the sport and the and the, the history of it and and uh, like you. Whereas with MMA, there's not that same tradi- deep yeah. tradition. You don't bow when you so go into more, the cage. It's just there's you're there sports. to smash somebody. Yeah, there's yeah. more sportsmanship <laughs> yeah. involved, I think, yeah. in where you, you are there to – there's other elements to it which you're allowed to play out because yeah. you don't have to be a little bit uh, – you don't have to be a bit more withdrawn and respectful. Yeah, and yeah. All that. Yeah. yeah, you're getting me excited because it's yeah. like <laughs> that's, that's what that's what I oh man the first time I saw the UFC I was just like oh my god but yeah it's hard to pinpoint but that's what it is it's that difference mm. like it's still respectful and you still don't hate the right. opponent mm. but for that split second in the fight you kind of do yeah but yeah. like Muay Thai you know you bow I for my um one of my Muay Thai fights I did the Ramoy which is the traditional uh, ceiling of the ring mm-hmm. um. You don't have time to – and you sort of get frowned upon if you're, like, uh, I guess, feeding into that ego or, mm. um, you know, making – like, showboating. Yes. It's not, like, something that's very present in Muay Thai, which yeah. I think is good for the sport. Mm. Yeah. But MMA, it mm. is. Mm. Yeah. It's not too much. Like, people don't go over the top or anything silly. But you, you get more of an opportunity to uh, express yourself for in sure. MMA, whereas uh, you are – very much. When, whenever you're undertaking those rituals, you're undertaking rituals that uh, have been um, 
undertaken yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of times before yeah. and it's not of you whereas when you got your music going on yeah. and yeah. then you get out and yeah. you've got your energy in the ring now sure. and you get the opportunity to um, manage that space mm. uh, you're in the way that you feel is right for you in that moment. Yep. You can really be sitting very comfortably yep. with yourself it is, in it exactly is, the moment when you need yeah. to. It is a selfish sport, yeah. I feel like, in that mm. essence. That's it is about you mm. in that moment. That's and if that, if, if that works for you, then that's great. And psychologically, like in that moment where uh, your opponent's walked into the ring and won't make eye contact, and you said straight away, you thought, oh, I've got you, yep. right, right yep. there. And then why did you feel that you went, oh, why is she not? Why is, what did you think? I, what I what feel, weakness did you yeah, see this, in her in that scared. moment? She was scared. Right. I felt like she was scared. Even if she wasn't, you, you feel it. And mm. like that gave me more confidence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Very Ugh. interesting, isn't but, it? But jujitsu is different again. Like you'll be standing next to your opponent before right. you mm. go and you'll probably roll with them maybe three times throughout the day, depending on if you, you know, have yep. different, are in different categories or, you know, you, know, you mm. go into open, you go into gi, no gi. And you know everyone, yeah. but you you don't have the tradition. You know you bow on the mat. That's about it. You don't do a dance or a ceiling of the ring or anything. Mm. You you know you thank your opponent, you thank the ref, but you don't showboat because yep. you you'll get told off in jujitsu if you showboat. Yeah. Which again, you know it's just a different sport. That yeah. that's not a bad thing. Uh, one of the one of the fantastic elements I think of MMA is that there is that showmanship. The gamesmanship, you know, it's what what draws people's attention to pe- yep. to to figures like Conor McGregor. You know, why 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 do those pay per views sell so well? Because he builds a hype and excitement behind it. That's yep. largely based on the personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not based on the sport or the tradition or the rituals or the whatever. Yeah. It's because you want to see if his words, his actions match his words. Yep. So whether he's going to people idolise him because he talks the talk, but he yeah. also can show up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He talks it because he can. That's yeah. right. I think, yeah, I think maybe that's what is the difference is that, you know, with uh, MMA, it's very individualised yep. and custom to whatever you want to do, whatever your style is, if you want to step in that cage and it's you, you could be, you can keep the fight standing, you can take people down, you can do this, you can do that. Whereas with Muay Thai, you're restricted to, you know, the elements of those yeah. strikes, the, the eight strikes. And yeah. 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 And I feel like MMA is like very much self-expression as mm. well. Yeah. In in that you you show your personality, you know, like people have ring names. Like yeah. Very more common to have a Brad ring White. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and how did your ring name come about? Uh, so, so that's a little bit of a joke that I had at Barossamoy Thai. Um, <laughs> first of all, it came about because you know my last name's Great, so it works. Yeah. But <laughs> the Great White. Because I am very pale. <laughs> and so a lot of my Muay Thai fights, I don't know why this happened, but I got matched up with a lot of tan and olive skinned people. And when you got all the lights on and the flash from the camera. <laughs> They're fighting a ghost. Yes. I look like a piece of paper. I have no definition at all. It is white. So a lot of my fight photos came out with me looking like a ghost. So, so you right. haven't considered bodybuilding? <laughs> <laughs> considered it, but uh, the fake tan. Yeah. And they don't fake tan their face. So could you imagine yeah, if you're like so wearing weird. a mask? It is weird when there's like floating heads. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Have you seen that? I've done bodybuilding competitions, but yeah, it's the the tan you put on is like a one a one use tan. Was that this morning or was yeah, it, it was where, today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can tell I did the same. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about the same complexion that you are. I think. But uh, so yeah. how many bottles would you go through? Oh, well, you get a little tub. It oh. comes in a, like a hair gel tub, right? And it's called Dream Tan, and oh, it's essentially a- it is like paste, <laughs> and and you put it on, and it is you put it on for this is rebranded Vegemite, yeah, oh. yeah, and it Vegemite sticks, would work. It sticks on a budget. to everything. It sticks to ev- like it gets on everything. So oh. it's like you you wait until the day of the competition, mm-hmm. and you go backstage, and that's where you do all that. And everybody's back there in basically naked, mm. getting tanned up by their Imagine assistant. Imagine if you missed a spot. Yeah, well, people do, and that's why it's quite funny because you know the inside, the inside of the leg or the bottom of the feet. People yeah. do the bottom of the feet; and they yeah. forget the bottom of the feet, and then they do the bottom of the feet, and then they walk around the carpet and leave footprints everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the promoter's not happy about. I lost my deposit. Damn you, dream tan. <laughs> Like, we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole here, but the fake tan is supposed to make your muscles more yeah. defined, right? Yeah, under the lights. Yeah, like you yeah. said, if, if you've got lights on you and you don't have a tan, you, you, you can't see you. No, but who's looking at the bottom of your feet for muscles, yeah. right? What no, that's need? right, but it, it does stand yeah, out. For sure. as an I obvious, bet it would. Like if you it are reflects. doing, yeah, if you're doing, a, a, say, a pose from the back and uh, you want to show your calf muscle, mm. you've got to lift your leg and your feet are going to be blindingly yeah. white if you don't have a yeah. tan on it. So. And the judge is like, mm. like, oh, God, what's he doing? He's an amateur here, uh, calf. Uh, you never make the IFBB. Right, yeah, yeah, footprints. Never make the yeah, but that tan is so hard to get off as well. Yeah, and your sheets like will for the next three or four nights. Like you might as well just buy new sheets. They're, they're just so. Is this your suggestion to Talia? Yeah, go like and for next time. You could you would gre- you would be greased up. Like Wilkes, it would, it the would great, be what, what? the great what? tan, <laughs> the great tan. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't suggest it. The and great orange. The great yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> that's up here. This is that's it. Yeah, my hair. You basically like you've you've had melted chocolate covered you. Uh, like off stage, you look completely ridiculous. On stage, you look quite good. <laughs> golden, golden, a golden look until you breathe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But you know, even like the under the eyes, like will you know stand out yep. and um, yeah. With Your all teeth the, would look so white. That's though. right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, people put it through their hair. I don't know. It, it's it's the whole bodybuilding is very weird. It's it's, it's <laughs> we'll, we'll have a bodybuilding episode. Right. Okay. Uh, we, we'll have some IFBB judges actually coming in for oh, an yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very yeah, soon. Yeah. 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 So, um, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it is a peculiar sport and of all of the strength sports, it's, well, the weird it's thing, the one that matches. Vanity yeah. and insecurity just perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> it is such a strange thing. And I've talked about this with a few of the guys in the gym where it's like, okay, you, in the gym, you're lifting weights. You're mm. trying to get as strong as possible. And, you know, you're trying to get as muscular or whatever as possible. How does it go from I'm in the gym doing bench press to I'm standing on stage in my underwear <laughs> with fake tan with a shaved body posing to music? Yeah. How did they make that leap? That is- such a good point. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. It, and it is very weird because it's sort of like as somebody's dieting for the competition, you know, maybe it's the same as like a training camp where it's like, oh, yeah, how many weeks out you got to go and, yeah, you're getting ripped in it. And then it's like now you're shaved, now you're getting tanned, now Imagine you're practising, you're posing to music. And it's yeah. like, 
Imagine if yeah. MMA fighters did that. Like, I got to shave my whole body. Yeah. I got to tan. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a weird element, and then it's like maybe these are ideas for Ikey for the you know the next yeah. big DFC event. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're coming up with well, all Apex. the stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe this is, a, this is a new thing. We've gotten onto it here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's taking notes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He's a big, big fan, big fan of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it is it is such a weird thing, and then so like you know you're on stage literally posing to music yeah. in front of a crowd and it's like look at my muscles look at how big they are look how defined i am and it's like this is weird this is very weird and especially when somebody has to tan you like oh, say you can't even do it yourself no yeah. where's the dignity yeah. <laughs> i had uh, <laughs> i'll stop that sentence halfway that through another episode? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. some of the people that i've had to use to to get to do it, you know, it's like mm. you've had to get to, t- yeah, because yeah. it's like you know, you would you ideally, yeah, it pretty much. Can you get the my, yeah, my this things. area and yeah, yeah, yeah and those bits need doing. That's right. Because <laughs> if you don't, though, will you will see it on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have a helper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like trying to put sun cream on yourself, and you always miss that bit on your back. You know, I, like I a, feel that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. yeah. I burned very easily. Yeah. <laughs> I got burnt when it was raining once. Oh, same, same. This is a pale person experience. However, it was in Thailand, overcast, right. raining, yeah. five-minute walk from the beach back to the hotel, wow. burnt. Wow. Yeah. That that, that's similar. when you know you, you're, you're in the wrong country. That's, <laughs> yes. that's when God's giving you some You know passes. when you know you're in the wrong country? When all the Thais in the camp think I'm this goddess because oh. I'm so pale and wow. have... You know, blonde eyelashes and blonde eyebrows. Ah. It's crazy. So that's revered. That's yes. Like, I used to get. So my that's what goddesses actually do look like if you're in I Thailand. Mean, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you want to go back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I used I've to got get a little throne yeah. and his oh, flowers planted. I would, I would sit on the edge of the ring and they would wrap my hands for me oh. for the sessions. Yep. Yep. Really? They did make fun of me, however. This and wasn't they, in kickboxer. No. They. You know, you go to Thailand to be tough, but I go to Thailand to get my hands out for me. Wow. Um, this, yeah, they would like slap my legs and arms and stuff because they thought it was funny that a red handprint would show up. Because <laughs> they'd never, like, they, no one wow. does that, you know, like that doesn't happen to them. <laughs> and then um, I was walking to the gym and one of the trainers. <laughs> so uh, people are just, little, yeah. little children of the village are just coming up and yep. slapping it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah. No, like, just, just wow. miss, the guys miss, in the gym. Miss, miss, bang. Yeah, all the, all the Thai trainers just thought it was hilarious. Oh, right. So funny. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And so uh, I was walking to the gym one time, and one of the trainers walked past, and I was walking with my dad. Oh, actually, sorry. He scooted past, mm. and my dad was walking with me. And he's like, oh, Dolly, come, I'll give you a lift, give you a lift. And dad just had to walk, but I got ah, a lift. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you look back over your shoulder like, oh. Pretty much. <laughs> See you, dad. Yeah. God is have, fun. have fun yeah. walking. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be at the gym waiting yeah. for you. I'm sure there's a country where you're a god too, dad. <laughs> anyway, it ain't here. Yeah. <laughs> this is my town. That's right, my town. That's awesome. Uh, what, um, so you, you were in uh, Thailand for... You've been there twice. Yeah. First time was a holiday, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Holiday Tra- training, training holiday. camp. Yeah. Right. And second time. Same same deal. Oh, same deal. So okay. I always begged and begged and begged my parents. I want to fly in Thailand. I want to fly in Thailand. All right. Well, the first time we'll just go because we haven't been overseas. So we'll just um, suss it out. You know, we'll do some training, see what the deal is. And mm. then we'll go again. And then you can fly. So 
that never happened. Oh. We got to there and I'm like, okay, I want to fight. And they <laughs> said, oh, but we don't really want to end up in a Thai hospital. Oh. And I said, fair enough. Wow. Me neither. Yeah. I do want to fight, but I don't trust. Like, I'd never, I'd fought with elbows, I think, at that point, but with headgear and elbow pads because I was under 18. Mm. So fighting with elbows was a very scary concept, especially against a Thai. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so yeah. I've been doing that since I Three. Yeah, 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 and imagine if you get a cut in Thailand, like having to go get it stitched up would yeah. just be a nightmare. It's the same guy that rode past on the scooter. Yeah. He does yeah. that yeah. <laughs> on, the, off, on the scooter. On you the sit scooter. on the scooter. <laughs> I take you home. No yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's crazy. So, are plans to go back when the the whole crazy world settles For down sure. again? I'd yeah. love to. Love yeah. to. Yeah, and probably go to the same camp again. Okay. I, I went to so Koh Samoy. Um, they've got a gym there. And I think it's just called the Koh Samoy, like, uh, Lamai Camp. Okay. Um, but it, uh, WBC Camp or so, something like that. Uh, it's been a while since I've been there. But yeah. it's awesome. So good. And I'd probably just go straight back. Yeah. Um, well, there was a year between my first trip and my second trip, and they all remembered me, remembered my name, you wow. know, know, knew exactly who me and dad were. But you'd remember a goddess. Yeah. 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 She's returned. Yes. Yeah. She's back. She's Does she still have the mark? Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the hyper color skin. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's white, now it's red. Pretty much. <laughs> Magic. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So, uh, so when you were training there, was it, did you go um, uh, with, a, say, a trainer? Uh, one of my mates has been over there a few times and he'll pay, like, one of their trainers to do one-on-one sessions and, um, you know, so he's got exclusive sort of, you know, work with this guy. Yeah. Was it that or you were doing group sessions or...? It was a bit of both. So uh, mainly group sessions, but me and Dad like to do a couple of um, one-on-ones. Um, we sort of started doing the one-on-ones when at the camp, like, let's say I was, like, probably 15 or... Yeah, 15... Um, there was these really big dudes there, like massive mm-hmm. bodybuilder-looking dudes. What was that, sorry? Tiger Oh, no, no. So oh. they as, were coming to train. As big as Dave? As big as Dave. Like. <laughs> Boy, really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Massive. I believe. <laughs> and so they were, they were like from France or Poland or Russia. Like oh, yeah, they'd be Polish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive dudes. <laughs> and I, actually, uh, I thought, you know, um, we had to all swap around uh, sparring with everyone. So when I got to him, I thought... You know, like, he'll obviously see I'm young and <laughs> small. Maybe and you prob- just thought you were a funny-looking Thai kid. <laughs> <laughs> this one's an hour. Ah, get it. <laughs> yeah, and, um, got, yeah, no, sure enough, no discrimination there. Oh. Got me on the snout. Wow. A, and I had a blood nose and all the... Does Dad jump in at that stage? <laughs> Dad, I didn't even know what was going on. So all, all the um, the Thai trainers are gathered around like, oh, no, no, no. Like, um, got, like, some water, put it over my head, got me some tissues, like, were looking after me, like, basically told him, like, go. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't you. understand. Yeah, he no. didn't understand yeah. your status. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, right. the big, let's say, Polish dude was, like, shunned. Yeah. But, yeah, after that, we were like, mm, there's some brutes in the gym. Mm. We're just going to do PTs when they're around. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah, I've heard that, yeah, that there's a lot of the sort of uh, people, that uh, foreigners that were coming in and, you know, uh, they might not have the skills and they just go way too hard on other people. Yeah, it's that like, level of, you know, experience versus control. Mm. Yeah. So y- you can be a great fighter, but if you can't control it, then what's the point? 
yeah yeah and and having you know good training partners is so important and it's like you know with us with arm wrestling i mean the last thing you want to do if somebody's coming in for the first time or if they're new to the sport you, you don't want you want to let them work and, and sort of you know like you're feel. both sort of getting the skill from it for sure. as opposed to just they just smashing people yeah that's something i'm really thankful um for being at the gyms that i have been at so like bross and thai and then um, during COVID, Dad had to shut down. We were only a small gym. We'd only change, uh, charge five bucks per session. Right. You know, we weren't making profit. We were doing it for, like, the love. love yeah. So during COVID, it just got a bit too much. So um, we merged with Element, and Dad became the striking coach there. So those are the two gyms that I've been at, um, other than my boxing gym, but they're the same deal. Like, I've been so lucky with the training partners. There's never any egos. Everyone's so respectful and, you know, goes that level of you will get better – but you won't get hurt. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to go easy on you. Like, I know what you're capable of, but I'm also not going to bash you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to push the, the limits. And and protect yourself. Like, you don't want to be training injured. And as again, what you said with, like, head injuries, I'm not going to try and take your head off or mm. knock you out. Yeah. Like, you've got to preserve that. Yeah, absolutely. You've got Apex for that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's yeah. <laughs> March the 12th. Uh, it will be uh, the, the Apex at the Norwood Oval. Norwood Oval. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Tickets can be bought uh, on the diamondbackfc.com website if mm. you want to see Talia the Great Greats taking on uh, an unnamed fight. We have no need to know what a name is. It's just important. Just my opponent. Yeah. The goddess. Maybe you should be known to everybody. The great goddess or the great white goddess. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going a bit long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't have enough room. No, I agree. <laughs> Just shoot my ideas. I'll sit here and be quiet. You know what? I'll have two ring names. Yeah. You can choose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can mix you it can, up. You could say, which one would you pick if you were going to pick? Mm. Or are you going to feel, see how the crowd feels? Yeah, I think we'd leave it to the crowd. I think, we, yeah, I think it's always best. The goddess. Yeah. Great white. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> people start booing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Imagine yeah. your rename was that bad. They had their people just went boo. Oh, the worst, yeah. worst nickname: Twinkle Toes. <laughs> Frank Frank Twinkle Toes Trig. Ridiculous. Oh I've met him as well. <laughs> yeah, he was never introduced as that. I think that, that they just was like, we are not saying that. That's so stupid. Oh, he came up with that and thought it would be a great. I idea. don't know, oh, but that was you, that's his nickname. You but can't that's have his nickname. Yeah, yeah. In, in Twinkle Toes. Life. It, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's his fighting nickname. Is there, so, do you have a nickname in real life like a, a non-stage nickname name uh, non-stage no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really oh, just one not, yes. not a nickname but people just like shorten my name to tiles tiles yeah 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 tiles tiles very bogan yeah, yeah. It is a little bit i like it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh so with the big fight coming up you're just about to start your camp you, yep. you've got a um Diet starts to change. No, no more of this. No more. Yeah, yeah. This Who ate that? Here. Who's yeah. been eating and, that? Uh, <laughs> and um, back. No. so as you go through the camp, um, the, what changes in the last week or two as you start to get closer and closer to the big fight? So um, in the last week or two, I'll definitely tone down on the sparring. So it won't right. be. I'll still spar, but it won't be as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, just to avoid any injuries. And do you bring inspiring partners that are similar in physicality yeah, to your so, opponents? So, so uh, like element- really tanned people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do spar with a ranger. So yeah, oh, so well, we, we look very similar. Yeah, d- um, just fighting the reflection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when the lights are on and people were going, "This, I can hear people fighting. I just can't see anything." <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, so um, Element Barossa, uh, we have Sister Jim, Element Adelaide. So they've got a couple, uh, like a bit more, a few more facilities there. So they've got an actual MMA cage, not a full size, but still uh, a cage, mm-hmm. which I like was very useful in my last camp because I'd never actually experienced the cage before. So been going up there every weekend and I'll train um, with Sam Warren there. So, and he's he's my sort of size, weight, and he's very experienced, but also very controlled. Okay. So he was very good to spar with. Is, mm. it, is it typical for um, female fighters to have a male fighter help, help them prepare towards for, him? For me, yep. for sure, because there's no one. There's yep. no one else I could choose. So I have to just find sparring partners that are relatively my size. And I don't actually mind if they're a bit bigger because it actually Prepares does help you. me. Yeah, mm. um, But they just have to know their level and my level as well, yep. which... I have no issue with. So you've really got to have a lot of trust in that person because yeah. you, you are so close to the fight at a really critical point in, sure. in, in your camp. So and, and so the, uh, Sam is somebody that you've worked with before in yeah. preparation for a fight? Yeah. Excellent. Oh, j- so just with the DFC. Okay. But um, I have rolled with him a couple of times and we get along really well. And Excellent. Yeah. Is there, awesome. um, uh, with you know, the, the reduced competitiveness side with um uh, in terms of there's not that many girls doing it do you see any way that you could sort of get more women that are interested in it or have you had people come up to you like that have seen your fights and go oh wow you know how do i get involved in it you've inspired me or that sort of that is uh, something i did not realize at all was that people are watching Mm. and especially young girls so at the last dfc as i was walking out the ring a young i think she was 11 or 13 came up like year old girl came up to me and she said I want to be just like you like oh, that was so that. cool and it kind of shocked me because I was thinking like I'm the one that says that to <laughs> yeah. other people you know like yeah. Yeah. that was just absurd to me I, I like didn't know what to say I was taken aback but I just yeah That's so cool. there are girls out there that mm. want to do it and uh, people at the gym when they showed their kids uh, and especially girls when they showed them the video of my fight they said I want to do that yeah. I want to do that. Isn't that interesting? And what do you? I mean, traditionally, maybe that wasn't the case where girls would be encouraged to to fight. Had, given that your mum and dad have been super encouraging, had you ever felt any of that kind of uh, institutional resistance to a young woman entering uh, the fight game? Yeah, a lot of people, like adults back in the day, would be like, "Oh, really? You want you want to fight? Mm-hmm. Like that's a bit weird." Or like, I don't know. It wasn't because living in the Barossa, it's a bit r- more rural, so. Mm. You've got footy and netball. And wine. And, and wine. <laughs> mm. But, yeah. We're going to buy set. Yeah, footy and wine. Oh, footy and wine. Footy and netball. <laughs> and wine. And wine. <laughs> um, so anyone that sort of does anything a bit different is a very much an outsider. Mm. So I didn't feel that too much, but I definitely was an outsider. So I didn't have all the friend groups from netball. I didn't have... I wasn't in that scene. Yeah. So people didn't get it. They didn't realise, oh, so you fight, like you do karate. And mm. how, how – it, it, yeah, like you say, I didn't even really um, give thought to that previously. Yeah. But so how did that impact on your, your schooling life and your interactions with other people that weren't in the, the fight world? It was It was different for sure. So like – Everyone had these big friend groups and then, oh, I know her through netball, I know him through football, like, oh, his mum used to do this with the netball committee, rah, rah, rah. Mm. I didn't have that. So I just had the friends that I had at high school. Yeah. And 
none of my friends have ever been to any of my fights oh, because right. it's just so like how do you get into that if you're not brought into it yeah so i'd love to go with my friends to a fight but it's sort of like every time they want to go it's when i'm fighting mm. so i can't it's a scary environment to go to but it's not actually scary mm. yeah so you know you rock up to a fight night and what do you do like it's not like you have anyone telling you where to go, what to do, the yeah. etiquette, you know. If I went to a netball match, I'd be like, what do I do again? Like, do, <laughs> yeah. I, do I yell, like, kill him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> kill them. No. Take um, the knees out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. so it's, I don't know, it's very different. It was like I was the only one doing it where I came from, so no one really knew what it was about until I started, you know, the MMA or like the high-level Muay Thai, you know, mm. when I had my first uh, five-round fight. That was big. Mm, and yeah. people sort of like, <laughs> what, when you have more of a social media presence and you can show them the videos and photos of you doing it, they actually realise, oh my goodness, you're actually punching them in the face? Mm. It's not like... Yeah, they don't have any references yeah, to what you're actually doing. Yeah. No, <laughs> so not they at all. See it, yeah. um, but especially when I moved to MMA, everyone knows MMA because you just, say, like when you say to people, oh, I do MMA, they go, what's that? Oh, UFC. Oh, yeah, yeah. like Conor McGregor. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Cage fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always say cage fighting. It's just yeah. easier for people. I say cage fighting and people go, mm. <laughs> like an underground <laughs> fight ring. Yeah, like. it's the yeah. Kumite, secret uh, um, ancient streets of China. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's in a parking garage. <laughs> And so what was the reaction within your peers then? Were people uh, like a little bit um, taken aback or they weren't sure how to approach you or? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was not sure how to approach it. Like um, just didn't know. It's not like they were trying to be rude or mean or didn't want to hear a bar of it. It's just like strange to them. Yeah. And I guess it, it, from 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 most people's perspective, when they're when they're doing what they love and they're surrounded by people that are super supportive for the most part, the rest of the world doesn't really matter no. that much anyway. And, and when there's this what sixteen year old girl sitting there eating rations for lunch, they're like, "Why aren't you eating?" Because I because I'm I got a fight. Mm. What what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. And, and and when you say fighter, they do not the first thing that you think when you hear fighter, especially mm. when you see me, is not like actually fighting. Yeah, but yeah. It's just like. It's weird. Yeah. Like their perception of you is not so what it actually is. Cognitive dissonance between looking at you and, and that picture in yeah. somebody's mind of what a fighter would be. Well, at my work, um, when they found out that I was uh, like a fighter, they said, oh, we've got someone that does the same thing as you. And he's this massive, like <laughs> six foot dude. He's huge. <laughs> and then there's me like, oh, yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> Do you want to fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you kick the crap out of him. <laughs> I don't think so. I'd like to think, but probably not. No. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Um, so, yeah, in the lunchroom. Isn't it funny though that, like, when when you're doing something that's different to what every, the, you know, the society deems as the norm, like if it's footy and netball and wine, um, <laughs> if it's those <laughs> elements, and it's like, okay, everyone understands that, you know, the group that you're living in, the community, yeah, football. Oh, we know football. We know. Um, the AFL and all the rest of it, nipple. Uh, but when you're doing that different thing and it's like, oh, that's so – I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. It's some sort of punching thing. Yep. Um, but when you find success in it or when people actually say, oh, no, she's she's doing really well. Like yep. she's fighting for a title or she's doing – you know, she won a recent fight and, and then that's where they're like, oh, I know that girl. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they want to jump all over it and be well, like, oh, yeah, 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 I was yeah. – So Muay Thai isn't very prevalent in the Barossa – um, however, so I'd always fight in the city, always on Nisa Fury or in Wyala. 
Um, but they had the they brought Barossa Blitz back, which was a fight show in Tanunda originally, but then it was in Anguston when they brought it back. So my dad fought on Barossa Blitz. Oh. Yeah, and then it sort of dropped off. Um, Knees of Fury was really big. It always was big. But then uh, during that sort of hard COVID period, I think it was, or just before that, um, Barossa Blitz came back in Anguston and I was fighting an interstate opponent and because it was in the Barossa, so many people heard about it, so many people were more likely to come because mm. it was 10 minutes away instead yeah. of an hour away in the city. Mm. And I had, like, everyone in the crowd I felt like I knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and especially the fact that it was an interstate opponent, you know, they're going to go for, the like, the hometown girl. Yeah. And so I think even though I wasn't, like, main event or anything, I got the biggest cheer of all because wow. it was like, this is the hometown girl. Yeah. 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 yeah from down the street. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, pretty much. And, <laughs> and I'm from down the street too. <laughs> <laughs> I live next door to her. Well, yeah. It's crazy the difference it makes having to drive 10 minutes to a fight compared to, like, an hour in the city. Yeah. Like, I, that is the worst thing about fighting is the nervous drive beforehand. <laughs> really, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Have you had to, to do easy, much yeah. inter, interstate travel for fights? Yeah, um, I fought in Melbourne and in Queensland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how was that different? Uh, there's no one that knows you. Yeah. So, so one of the fights, I think it was my first in Melbourne... I was actually quite lucky because the girl's name was Talia. Oh. Ah. So I was fighting Talia. Right. And so everyone's cheering, go Talia, go Talia. I'm like, yeah, yeah. go me. Yeah. Like, I am going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's no one that knows you. It's like you're staying in a hotel, so you don't really know how your sleep's going to be. Like it's, very, it's more comfortable when you're in your own bed, you know what's going on. But when you're in a hotel, it's like mm. strange. It just feels different. Yeah. Um, I was lucky I did have my parents there because they were also my coaches. Yeah. So it was just me, mum and dad in Melbourne. Mm. I'd never, I don't think I'd, uh, I'd been in state a couple times. Um, but yeah, mm. it was really different. You don't have that support system or someone you can just go, hey, you know, you don't know anyone. Mm. And and the scene over there is way different too, okay. way different. Um, you talk about like Queensland back in the day, Muay Thai, it's like cowboy country. He'd sort of say, uh, Dad has these stories where he'd say, he'd be in Queensland and say, oh, we need to get our wraps checked off by the doctor or, like, doctor check. Um, you need a doctor. <laughs> Why do you need a doctor? Are you okay? It's like, <laughs> no, just, like, for the check before the fight. Yeah. You have a doctor here, right? Oh, St. John's are on, like, speed dial. You triple O. No, they yeah. don't. Yeah, and none of the refs check the wraps beforehand, so you could put whatever you wanted in them. Ooh, yeah. Gummy bears. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. We were, like, I hear that story and I just go, oh. Yeah, that's the underground world, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Cowboy country. Yeah. But yeah, in, in Melbourne. Um, it Still, was it's a very young age to fight in, in Queensland, from what I understand, like 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really? I think yeah. it's Cyan Cup or, um, in Queensland is like the sort of made for kids to fight. Mm. So uh, when I watched one of the Simon Cups in Queensland when I was over there, it was like the whole show was kids. There's so many kids just doing it. It's like it's like footy or yeah. anything else. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that's, uh, but they, they would be wearing protective gear and, yep. and that sort of thing, a reduced striking elbows, knees, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. But they're doing it. Yeah, it's cool. Which is, I think is the awesome. wraps weren't getting checked though, so it was all glass. <laughs> it in was there, just pure you know. glass and nails. <laughs> <and> yeah, rocks, <laughs> rocks. Yeah, yeah like um, I think it was in Queensland. 
think I've fought interstate twice. Maybe three. No, I think it's twice. Okay. Um, in Queensland, my dad wrapping my hands because he was the only one there with me. It was just me and him. Him wrapping my hands beforehand, he's shaking. Oh, was he? It's <laughs> like, oh, like that. Yeah. Do you want me to do it? Like, <laughs> would, I, would it be better if I did it? But wow. he was so nervous, not because he didn't believe in me, but because it was um, his daughter, yeah. you know? Yeah. Such a big moment. Yeah, and he's like that before sort of all of my fights. But I normally have someone else wrapping my hands. Yeah. So <laughs> you weren't your lesson after that first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it sounds like it's been a, a fantastic way for you and mum and dad as you've grown older to really stay connected. For sure, um, that's a big part of it. Like, may, like mum as well, but mainly dad because I'm training with him every single night. Mm. So like some other people that might go to training and then they go home, they eat dinner with their family, but that's sort of it. Mm. Whereas I'm like for at least an hour. Every day with my dad training in the gym. Yeah. And when we do jujitsu now, like we always sort of partner each other for majority of it. Yeah. So oh, like at least once every session we'll go together. Mm. So we're, we're hanging out really. Yeah. Is that hard in some part because you can't really get away from it? Or yeah, sometimes. Sometimes if, you know, if you're a little bit upset with, if he's upset with me or if I'm upset with him, it's like, well, I'm going to training. Mm. But I am too. <laughs> all right, can, see can you there. just stay home? <laughs> no. Five rounds of body shots. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we're sparring tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, how uh, how are you with your jujitsu proficiency? You feel pretty comfortable. Like you, you've developed, you know, the, a game that you, are you using it more for a defensive, or are you you're really offensive with your jujitsu sort of positionings. In in MMA, I feel like I'm a bit more defensive, but I would like to move to offensive because I am. Um, comfortable with my skills. I got my blue belt uh, oh. late last year, so congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Mm. Um, and I've been doing it for long enough now, like almost two years, that I feel pretty confident in it. But I'm just more confident in my striking. Yeah. So I think I have more of a chance kneeing someone than trying to go for like a rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a, a certain move that you like, uh, both in striking and in grappling, that it's like, this is my thing, I'm going to be going for this? Is mm. The knee is obviously the one of the big pr- things. Yeah, in striking, probably the knees. Yeah. And Dad always used to say to me, like, you're going to get someone with that knee one day. You're going to mm. TKO someone with that knee. Yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. go. You've yeah. done it. He's and looking in the crystal ball. <laughs> and it used to be head kicks as well. Uh-huh. I was very good at head kicks because like the flexibility. Um, anything like that Thai style. So really good in the clinch with my knees, head kicks and, and push kicks were good. Yeah. Um, jiu-jitsu, in jiu-jitsu competitions, I've found that I get a lot of arm bars. Okay. A lot of arm bars and actually um, no gi Ezekiel chokes, which is really strange. Wow. Yeah. Ezekiel. Yeah, it's wow. very brutal. So. Yeah, that's weird. Especially in, in nogi. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't yeah. know, I just pull them off. So off, off, off the floor, off your back, you're getting somebody that's oh, on top no, of so, you. Oh, no, so I'm on top. Oh, you're yep. doing it from the top. Yep. Yeah, right. I hate the Ezekiel. I got choked with that. I, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it being done to me. And, but but when you do it to someone, it's so oh, it's, good. Yeah, it's great. You've done you it. Somebody else. You sort of look down and you just watch them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically a rear naked choke in reverse. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You can look into their eyes. Yeah, and they're like, um, your armpit is like, their yeah. face is in there, and it's and like, if, if you're really, if you're really mean, instead of just slicing, you just go, oh, punch it in, oh, a little yeah. bit of knuckle. Yeah, <laughs> did you, you listen to Jocko Willink 
at all. He's a, a Navy SEAL commander. Yeah. Um, uh, he has a podcast. He does jujitsu. He's a bike on jujitsu. But he was talking about rolling with one of his, uh, I think it was one of his Navy mates who, big strong guy, you know, whatever, and had done a little bit of grappling. Anyway, Jocko's rolling with him and had him in the Ezekiel from the top position and <laughs> broke his neck. <laughs> Accidentally, he yeah, accidentally like it, it, it's not. He's not paralyzed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's he's fine, but it was like um, he they heard a crack and they're like, oh, we're going to stop. And then you know he was sore for a couple of days. Went and got it checked out, and he actually like fractured a, a certain section of his vertebrae had come away. Oh my so goodness. yeah, it was just like, oh, how did you not tap earlier? Yeah, like- should have tapped, mate. <laughs> tap early, train tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, don't break your neck. Yeah, it's a very early, save your neck. Yeah, save yeah. Your neck. Should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. 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 It's a such rash a, guard. It's such a brutal thing. Or two I mean. element MMA. Yeah. Half early. When you first jumped on the mats in jiu-jitsu, uh, were you just getting sort of brutalized? Like, you know, even when people are sort of jumping all over you, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like having a grown man sit on you was very strange yeah. even though like i was in martial arts i knew what i was sort of looking like gonna mm. i knew what was gonna happen mm. you know clinching with guys you're like you're hugging you know you're all up in their grill you're sweating on each other so mm. i sort of had an expectation but when you say like all right now you're gonna go into rear naked choke yeah it's like oh you're naked. Yes. Or, or like, okay, now you're going to... Can we say, can we do it without the naked? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like being in guard, being in mount, like yeah. having someone sit on you, having them sit, like having to sit on them. Mm. It's, it, at first it was really strange, but everyone is so used to it around yeah. you that it's just nothing. Mm. Like no one thinks of it in a weird way. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah. But I can so see how like girls are put away like from that, like turn away from that. Yeah, yeah right. It's like, yeah. I don't know... If I wasn't into martial arts, I wouldn't be putting my hand up to go wrestle with a grown, sweaty man yeah, on, on like some no, mat. North-south position yes. or something. Oh, my goodness. When I get into north-south, I'm a bit of a wuss and I tap. And I'm just like, get off me, please. Like, nothing good can come of this. Yeah, that's right. Please just get off. Or like, or like I've been in like some sort of weird reverse, like some... Purple belt did this to me. Weird reverse triangle. My head was yeah. in his thighs, and I'm yeah. like, "You're not no, even putting it on. Just get horrible. me out of here." Yeah. 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 We don't need to see how this ends. No, no. So, I know exactly such where a this weird is thing. <laughs> yeah. to, to get on, like you know, somebody's got you in guard, and it's another guy, and you're like, uh, "This is, uh, I'm. This isn't the position I would be in." Really, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. It's like it's so foreign. Um, yeah, yeah. You've you've got to sort of overcome that yeah. aspect. But when they start choking you out and like breaking your limbs that's where it's like okay there's an element to this <laughs> yeah, i understand yeah, yeah. But, yeah. My, my, my the guy i was training with for a while uh he's, he's heavier than me he's like 120 but he would always let me get top position and sweep me and yeah. it was yeah. so infuriating <laughs> like because i would be on top get it just to sweep you. yeah yes <laughs> and i was like oh i've got no and oh! <laughs> every time and then he's sitting on you in mount and yeah. he's 120 kilos on your chest and you can't breathe well you know you've got a good gym sort of uh, culture when I can train, me being like, what, 58 kilos, a guy in the gym being 110, you know, around that, and we can train and roll together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've got a really big dude. And he's massive, he's tall, but he's the sweetest guy ever. Mm. Yeah. He literally used to be in the military mm-hmm. and now he's training with us yeah. and he's just so softly spoken, so nice. Whenever I roll with him, it's almost like, 
the safest roles I do have. Yeah, it's right. so nice because so. he's not trying to exert his strength yeah, necessarily. Yeah. He's just trying to yeah. get the movements and right. And it's just and the control and like he's not going necessarily easy on me. If he gets me in a kimura, he's going to finish it. Yeah, but yeah, it's no. But no. he's not trying to use his strength necessarily no. to do that. He's whereas, using it as an opportunity to get positioning and yeah. Whereas my dad will use his strength on me <laughs> and will have no mercy at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like if anyone saw us and didn't know that we were related, they'd be like, "What?" Yeah, the has anybody fuck? ever stepped in and said, "Okay, all right, hang on, like this guy?" Everyone likes to see where it goes. Uh. Just like the other day, the other day after training, we were just having a, like a joke roll. And someone said, like, whoever loses has to do the laundry. Oh. I think that role went on for, like, 15 minutes. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And then I think we ended up just both being like, all right, we're both going to do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. no, we'll just make mum do it. <laughs> get my little sister to do it. Wow. Uh, do you get him in, in submissions, like, your, your dad or? A you, little bit. A little I bit, every now and then. He'll probably listen to this. But uh, all the that, time. Does that yeah. let you do <laughs> how, how often and when and what's his weakness? <laughs> he definitely doesn't let me, but he he's so good at jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. And he's going to hear this and go, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to blow his horn, but he is very good. He's right. very good. Is he, um, and and uh, so he crossed over into uh, BJJ. Yeah, um, he's from obsessed Blue now. Yeah. And when did he make that kind Same of Same time as me. Right. Yep. So you, you've kind of grown up in BJJ together. Yeah, first oh. session together. We train all the oh. time together. Wonderful. Yeah. but um, he's did, he, did he get the blue belt? Yeah, I got it five minutes before him. Oh, okay, well, yeah, I yeah, got it first. Yeah. 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 Which means that you're better, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for sure, of course. Oh, well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a beast. He's oh, right. like... 48, and he, like, makes everyone look stupid. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't really have a good session tonight, but I was watching him, and everyone's getting frustrated and, like, like going their hardest on him. <laughs> this wow. dude, this dude. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like, I mean, it, it's wonderful to, to see a daughter have tremendous admiration for their dad, but also want to take his head off. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. I think, that's the thing that's really I think he's really good, so that's why I want to beat him. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's Poor right. old daddy, he can only hang on for so long too, can't he? Like, there's some time, time in the next 15 years where it's going to get really hard for dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, right. and then he sort of thought, like, oh, I'll go to jiu-jitsu now, so I'm still doing martial arts, but it's like the gentle art. It's the old man sport. I think he's had more injuries <laughs> in jiu-jitsu than Muay Thai. Yeah. Like, it's way more tolling on the body. Oh, way more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, I, I, I did some um, – it was wrestling for MMA, but it was, you know, there was jiu-jitsu elements yep. of submissions and that. <laughs> After my first, like, night – because the guy kept using me as the, the – the, uh, Training dummy. Let's get this muscular yeah. man yeah. out just to have a go. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Come over here. I'll show you how this Has thing works. Has the tan works. wiped off yet? Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. It's sort of slippery, <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, and everything. I'll show you this judo throw. Matt, come here. <laughs> Smash. Okay, I'll show you again. Smash. And then it was like you know he was on my back and he was showing um, uh, you know if somebody is he's tucking their chin so you can't get the rear yeah. naked choke in. <laughs> he's like, so you want to use your thumb and put it against the their nose bit of your hand yeah. and, and then you're ripping it, it up. Yeah. and I was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the lightest smallest person it's really easy to show dumps and throws on me ah. so I won't get any of the nice stuff where you need someone sort of similar size I'll be the one being right. thrown the over there because yeah. 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 you can stop midair with me <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is how it should look halfway through and I'm just <laughs> <You're> like, <"Aah!" laughs> 
yeah. I am human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that night, like, I remember the next day, I counted up. I had like over thirty bruises. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I had blood nose and everything. Yeah. Like it was. I the was bruises hammered. is just next level. Like yeah. I've woken up, same thing, and been like. <gasps> Is on my body. Yeah. You've got fingerprints. Yeah. And did, did the teachers ever ask questions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I've rocked up to school with black eyes. Black eyes, and they've been like, oh. How'd you what? do that? Oh, it was Dad. Yeah, <laughs> Dad did it to me. Dad, Dad punched did. me. It was Dad again. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or like, MMA, my last MMA fight, I actually pulled up really well. Probably the best out of all my fights. I didn't have any black eyes, bruises, anything. Yeah. I just had a bit of a swollen lip. My Muay Thai fights, however, mm. I would have like purple thighs <sighs> from fights I won. Yeah. Purple. And they'd be all like looking all mangled and my shins would be bumpy and <sighs> crazy. Never had any like, never had actually too bad of black eyes or head injuries or concussions. Never had any of that. But my legs would just be battered. Mm. And then my boxing fight, they use Velcro gloves. And they didn't really tape them up that well. So mine were taped up pretty well, but the other girls weren't. So I don't know how it happened, but I had like Velcro scratches all over my face. Ouch. Yeah. And the next day I went out with my boyfriend like to the mall and people (laughs) were giving him the dirtiest (laughs) looks because I had like a black eye. I had scratches all over my face. I just looked like I'd... Where'd yeah. it go around the Barossa? Yeah. 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 I'm like, I should have worn like North Central Boxing, like yeah, jumper yeah. or something. I'm a fighter. This yeah. is, yeah. yeah. I swear he didn't hit me. But. Yeah, everyone was like giving him dirty looks, like, oh my goodness, oh. what a monster. Yeah. He felt so bad. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And, and is, your, is your boyfriend, is he in fighting? Yes. Yeah, so okay. this, is, this is actually a pretty cool story. So we actually met through fighting. Oh. So he was oh, a Muay Thai. So romantic. I know, yeah. I know. He was a Muay Thai fighter. And he was doing it like a while before me and then I had my first couple fights and that's how we met, became friends. And we were friends for about like I think five years, four or five years. Mm -hmm. And then um, I – so he transitioned into MMA. So he trains at ISO Health, um, like MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. And I later on transitioned into Jiu-Jitsu and then we started talking a bit more than friends and yeah. Well, Well, you know what? You're Swiped right. (laughs) (laughs) The first ever time we rolled together, so at like my home gym, it's still sort of like set up as a gym. So we've got mats, so we decided we were going to roll together. Love it, first roll. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Love it, first choke. (laughs) Choke. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it was really fun. We're like, uh, so he's from the city, I'm from like the country. So I'm like, oh, I want to take him motorbike riding. Something a bit fun. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> Never take a city boy on a bike. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. Oh. Yeah. And so I had, like, we got on the motorbikes and I gave him the big safety speech beforehand. Like, please don't go in front of me. Like, don't go fast. We'll just take it easy. Something fun, you know, get used to it. On the first straight, mm. he zooms in front of me, like going like flat stick. Mm. And I knew we were coming up to a teacher. <laughs> he didn't. Oh. So he's gone like, oh, my God, which way do I go? Speed wobbles. The oh. longest fall I've ever seen. <laughs> and he just landed on his arm. The bike like flew up in the air and he landed on his arm. <laughs> and so Is this I, his first date? No. Oh. <laughs> I think we've been dating. No, like, honestly, for like two months or something. Okay. Oh. Like, great first impression. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of picked the bike off 
off of him and check that it was okay because it's sort of more important. Check the bike. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> worth okay. some money. That's, yeah. that's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Him, he can be fixed. It's expendable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he was like holding his sort of arm like, oh, it really, really hurts. And he tried to move it and it wouldn't go in between two spots. So it would sort of just go clunk. Uh-oh. It wouldn't be able to like held in between. You couldn't like rotate it. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, no, you're okay. You're okay. We'll just ride back. So I made him ride back. Uh. <laughs> so we were pretty far at that point. And I was not going to wheel these bikes <laughs> all the way back on my own. So I got him off on his bike and we went back. Um, he has a manual car. So he ended up driving home using his left, the hurt arm for... The gummy. Ch- yep. Changing gears. <laughs> and then the next day I thought, mm, I'm going to go to the doctor. <clears throat> Turns out he had broken his elbow. <gasps> dislocated his elbow oh. and also t- tore all the tendons around it. Oh. So No arm wrestling for him. No, yeah. no arm wrestling for him. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Um, so he had to have a lot of time off fighting. And yeah. so he is still a white belt, like no stripes. And I have overtaken him. Hey. So it's all part of my hey. master plan. Master plan. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. So he, he hasn't got his chance to compete in jiu-jitsu. I'm a goddess in Thailand. Yeah. I'm a blue belt. And you're just some guy that fell off a bike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can't ride motorbikes. <laughs> I can. Rigged his bike. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, you take the blue one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The brakes totally work. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> So uh, what are the what are the plans uh, beyond? Well, I know fighters like to just think in terms of the next fight, and I can yep. completely empathise with that. There's uh, you can't think too far beyond that, but like in, in thinking like ten years ahead, yep. um, <laughs> a girl can dream. Yeah, <laughs> do, do you still see yourself um, well, either competing in in ten years' time, for instance? For sure. Yeah, you do. For sure. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I'd love to keep going with the MMA and see where it takes me. Um, yeah, UFC, maybe. Yeah, yeah, UFC one champ hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd be because they watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. They're definitely not one of the three people that don't watch this. No, no that's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, ever since trying the MMA gloves, I feel like that's what really was missing from Muay Thai. Yeah. I always, I never liked the the restricted, like being restricted by those gloves, and they're pretty big compared mm. to me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you look at some like tan. So you're almost gloves. carrying them down. Yeah, down yeah, half, yeah. They're them. heavy. They're heavy as. So what uh, ounces are they when you fight? Oh, 12 or 8? 10 or 12, okay, yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that is a fair bit to have at the end of I your think, limb, I think they're it, 12. You know? And 12. they're pretty big. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I think, uh, and I hated it always after my Muay Thai fights. I'm like, get these off me. Get these off me right now. Like, I never had my hand raised with gloves. I wanted them off as soon as possible. Right. It's like claustrophobia almost, which yeah. is so weird. Yeah. Um, but the MMA gloves, like, that just felt so much more natural. I could, I had so much more, like, I could do. I can grab, you know, mm. I poke, nah. Um, <laughs> yes. But I would be so... Squirrel grip. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's favourite move. I don't know yes. what that is. It's the go-to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whatever um, you're imagining, that's what it is. <laughs> I work with a lot of blokes. And I train <laughs> with a lot of blokes. Oh. Ask them what the squirrel grip is. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Well, like, jiu-jitsu guys love bloody oil checks, so... Oh, yeah. God. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that, um, I'd be very keen for, like, Muay Thai with gloves. So, Muay Thai in a cage or, you know, one champ do Muay Thai, but with the eight-ounce... Oh, four-ounce gloves, sorry. Right. So, mm. yep. yeah. That's uh, John Mopar's part of that, is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah, he's got CMT, so mm. cage Muay Thai. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, and they put on... Uh, so, he'll put on an event and it will be 
Muay Thai, but in, in a cage. cage uh, Which changes it completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, mm. just the, the aspect of, of having the cage there that you can lean against, you know, where you're not restricted with the, the corner, yeah. the, f- the four yep. posts, you know, the bounciness of the, the ring ropes, that sort of thing. Yep, and um, clinching is like a whole new level because you can actually grip yeah. instead of just having like a glove. Yeah, right. So you can and get leverage in here. Yep, you can hold people's arms, move their arms. Yeah, we'll show you some arm wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah. 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 Match maybe after. I so. don't need any tips now. No, that's right. She's a champion already. Yeah. Ready to beat us both when she came in. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you guys are sitting all the way. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Pride has just gone. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so we've got the fight coming up. It's uh, March the 12th on a uh, Apex Sports Festival at Nord Oval. Tickets are available at uh, diamondbackfc.com. You'll be featuring there. Do you know how many rounds the fight is? Yep. So same as last time, three rounds, uh, all five minutes. Okay, great. Fantastic. Five minutes. minutes. I know. That was such a uh, worry for me coming from Muay Thai. Mm. So you have three minutes – sorry, three rounds, two minutes. Yeah. And I – yeah, going to five rounds, two minutes was even a push for me. Like – I actually enjoyed that more mm. than three rounds. Um, but, like, if I was to do three-minute rounds in Muay Thai, I would have been mm. terrified. I would have mm. been gassed, you know. Then having to think about five minutes for MMA, it's just crazy. But it just goes. It feels quicker than two minutes in mm. Muay Thai. Mm. Mm. It's insane. I don't know it, what it is. Is that because of the uh, the, the, the uh, multifaceted I feel like, yeah, there might be more to do. There could be more to think about. Yeah. Instead of say four or five standard moves, mm. and you kind of know what the reaction is going to be, anything yep. could happen, and that novelty and not knowing what comes next in MMA, yeah, may and change I feel perspective like of time. People are more scared of getting taken down or mm. trying mm. to take people down. So, whereas in Muay Thai, you're always at that same range. Yeah, maybe in MMA, you're not as uh, you're not always at each other. Mm. Yeah, your mind's got to think about so yeah. many other different yeah. things. Yeah, mm. that that could happen at any point in time. Yeah, yeah. you're not always engaged. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember with uh, Pride, I don't know if you saw that, um, with the, that I had in Japan, the first round was 10 minutes. It was a 10-minute first round and then two five-minute rounds. Oh, my goodness. And the way the fight was scored, it wasn't scored round by round. It was scored by who the judge thought won the fight, which I thought was way better. I yeah. like that so much <laughs> more because I hate when people – uh, well, finders will be like, oh, you got to steal the round. And it's like that last 10 seconds, they do a little bit, yeah, you know, yeah. to try to but that's what the put ref, an impression. But the judge sees last, you know. Right, you, yeah. you forget about all the rest of the round because they had that awesome 10 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. he went harder in 10 seconds and nothing the rest of the round. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's give him the round. No, it's like, who won the fight? That's what's important. Yeah. That's why I liked the way that they used to do it over there. It was uh, crazy. But yeah, 10 minutes first round. Mainly, they have the longer rounds in MMA for the grappling side of it. Yeah, so yeah. if you work to get a takedown, it might take you two minutes to get somebody to the floor. And then it's like, but you know, if, if the round's only two minutes long, yeah. the time you get them down, it's like, oh, you've got to get up again and start again. It's like, well, that's unfair. This and isn't... Really, I don't know what I was too scared about because um, are they five minutes? No, no, they're three minutes, are they? Five for MMA? Oh, for MMA. Maybe yeah, I've five, got it wrong. Five no. minutes around. Yeah. No, there What's can be three or five minutes championships normally five minutes. I don't think I so did three, three minutes. I think I just got it wrong then. I just yeah. had for a bit of a brain BFC fart. BFC was... Yes. So okay. for my last one, it's sure. three minutes. Sorry. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Definitely sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. I, don't, I thought I was saying three minutes, but I wasn't. So yeah. Three uh, minutes and this time three minutes as well. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's still amateur? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 
So I think um, some of the pros that were on last time, like Shane Mitchell's fight, was five minutes. I think yeah. that's yes. where I got confused. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Three three five, five minute five rounds is a is a standard, and yeah. then five five minute rounds. And that's for, that's what uh, I was gonna say. Jiu-jitsu, I don't know what I was scared about because their rounds are five minutes. Oh. Yeah, that's where I got confused. Ah. So so I might have a, um, one AGC. I had eight bouts. And wow. they were all five minutes and they were all pretty consecutive. So mm. like four in the morning, four like an hour later. Mm. And you do them, you hop off the mat and you get called back on. You know, and that's pretty intense in itself. So mm. you're doing eight by five. Yeah, really hard three to concentrate on the, on, on the fight that you're in because you're kind of thinking about the fight that might yeah. come yeah. next or two down. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. And, and then you think three by three is like, not that bad. Mm. Mm. Do you think with, with the jujitsu competitions you were doing, was it that, that you were both start standing and then sort of somebody would be working to try and get position? Yeah. What do you think about that style of like? Do you, do you see where people are trying to manipulate the point system of that, and it's sort of like they'll they'll just you know pity pat around yeah. for you know three minutes and then it, yeah, it just feels. I found that a lot of times you'd get to like a standstill. So if you both was sort of going for that takedown, but he didn't want to get taken down. I had about um, where we actually didn't go to the ground wow. until like the last 10 seconds. Oh. So it was, it ended up being 0-0. Zero, zero. Mm. So they just called whoever had like, uh, I guess, looking ad- hair. advantage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, the DFC fight that you most recently won, it, it, that was your first fight in DFC? Yeah. And um, and so uh, having experienced that now, what kind of uh, what, what experience are you going to now bring forward into fighting in front of what could be five to ten thousand people, depending on how restrictions go, between now and March? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wrote it down earlier. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, <laughs> You're working on it, or we? <laughs> I <don't> memorized. <laughs> um, I guess really getting the crowd behind you is good, mm. and I like the the. I'm probably going to have the same fight song because that really, yeah. really helped. You know, you just get in that zone. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's it. Like, I think, yeah, I think I did pretty well last time with my game plan and how I sort of managed the fight. So I'll basically just try and do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And so, uh, well, there are still some tickets remaining. So if people want to make their way over to diamondbackfc.com and secure their tickets now, you can certainly uh, do that. We'd certainly suggest it, especially, especially if you want to see Talia the Great White Great in the cage. (laughs) You should definitely do it and get behind her. Um, And uh, for those young ladies that um, uh, were in admiration of you at the DFC or anybody who's seen your work and wants to learn a little bit more about how they can perhaps explore MMA or Muay Thai or BJJ, um, how can they do that? Get into a gym. Just do it. Do it. If you're uncomfortable, find somewhere that does girl classes because there are ones. You know, you had Carly Mm -hmm. and Penny on. Mm -hmm. If you don't necessarily want to do the whole wrestling thing, go to boards. You know, go to... Boards down south. Yeah, females fighting forward. If you're in the Brussels, go to you? Element. Element's go the place to, Element. to go. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's the only place, really, because <laughs> we're so small. No, yeah. Yeah. Go to Element. Element's great. And we've got so many kids' classes. It's insane. I think we have, like, the most kids in South Australia or something, wow. something crazy. Absolutely like, incredible. I think if you want to go to Element, you might be – it might be a bit hard because we have, like capa- – we're at capacity for wow. kids. Yeah. 
Incredible. It's all right, though. We've got some beasts in our kid class and they're moving up to adult soon. Okay. Adult class. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really nervous. I don't want some kid to come in and beat me. The next I, generation. I'm, I'm that kid that beats people. Yeah. Just take them on a motorcycle ride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Tali, for coming into the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's been an absolute joy. Awesome. And uh, we wish you every success uh, in the lead up to and, of course, on the night of the DFC. And we look forward to having you back into the studio very, very soon. I'll see you there. Fantastic, guys. Thanks so much for dropping in and uh, listening or watching the podcast, wherever you may be uh, watching that on YouTube or... Yeah. No, but it'd only be YouTube, wouldn't it? Well, you can see it in a few different places. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, um, maybe so, Matt can share that with yeah, us. Yeah, so we've got the, the YouTube channel, which is the Daily Combat Podcast, and the same name again for the Facebook page. You can see all the videos and clips on there as well. And, yeah, looking at other platforms to go on. Uh, soon absolutely and if you happen to be catching a little clip and you want to you know delve a little bit deeper we can always uh, download the audio version of the podcast and uh, stay tuned for alerts so if you subscribe you'll get notifications of new episodes as they become available so from the whole team here at the daily combat podcast we look forward to bringing you more episodes very very soon you've been listening to the daily combat podcast Special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. This company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups. With their board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience, Real is for real people by real people. Check them out on Facebook under Real Estate Agents Group or visit their website urbanandruralsales.com.au The Daily Combat Podcast is proudly brought to you by Dave Stockbridge, Isabella Rossitano and Hollywood Matt Connolly. Make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com you can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at The Daily Combat Podcast team. <laughs>